When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hey everybody, yes it is Thursday. I think we're all sort of trying to get adjusted to uh, to the holiday week, that's for sure. Welcome in everybody, happy day to you. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you as Whoa. we are each and every day. Yeah, 12 Eastern till 3, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up, gents? Uh, Gunner, you, you, there always seems to be something going on at the house. What, 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 what do we have going on now, man? I'm, I'm just trying to figure all this out. Well, as I told you guys yesterday... Um... My oldest daughter, who's uh, six months pregnant, uh, uh, she has a 10-month-old, soon-to-be 11-month-old daughter. Mm. She came over to help uh, help out babysitting. You know, like I said, I'm working here in my room. My son works across the hall. My three-year-old grandson's mom works in her room down the hall for a corporation. And so with my wife being out of town, we need, and my son-in-law at work, we need a little help babysitting this week until I get off the air. And uh, so she came over. She's an RN, so luckily she has the next 10 days off, so it worked perfectly. So I take pride in the fact that I, you know, I don't just I don't just use the term big daddy daycare for nothing. I am very good when it comes to babysitting children to the point my children will ask me to babysit first before they ask my wife. And my wife and my wife is <laughs> a good babysitter. Okay. My wife is good, you know. But when it comes to jumping in, changing diapers, doing bottles, you know, finding activities for the kids, you know, I'm like. I'm like that goalie, man. I'm I'm moving side to side. The only difficulty I have at times is trying I'm the to, goalie, by the way. I'm you the goalie. goalie. Yes. See, <laughs> I, I, got only, you, I got you, Antoine. I got yeah, you, man. The only difficulty I have sometimes is trying to outsmart the three-year-old grandson in terms of trying to get him to take a nap mm-hmm. in the afternoons. So while we were on the show yesterday, my daughter sends me a picture, and she's on the couch. The 10-month-old is in her lap like this. <laughs> and my grandson is curled up under her and he's dead asleep, man. He's, he's like dead to the world. And I'm like, how in the world does she get them both to fall asleep at the same time? So as soon as the show went over, because my ego is at stake here, I go downstairs. By the time I get downstairs, they're up jumping around. We go outside to have a lot of fun. I, asked, I said, how in the world did you get the three-year-old? I figured, I figured you get your daughter because you know basically what time of day the baby wants to take a nap. How did you get the three-year-old to fall asleep at the same time? She goes, well, Dad, I put on a movie, and she rubs his forehead like this. She massages his forehead like this. You think I'm kidding? I wish I could make this stuff up. She, I said, you do what? She goes, I just caress his forehead like this, and you can see his eyes starting to get drowsy. I said, that's a mojo right there. Right, I gotta right. Learn, I got to learn how to get this. That's, that's, I, I need I, that at night, man, when I'm you know laying there tossing like, and turning. Kudos, yes. kudos to you because I want to put some – I want to put a Mickey in his milk. <laughs> to get to go to sleep. Morning, you know, mom. 
Hi, Mrs. Brooks. Good, you know. good. good to see uh, Jeremiah. Good to see Antoine. Good to see Showtime. Mrs. Brooks, everybody checking in in the comments. Uh, smash the like button. Smash it. Smash hey, it. Hey, Mama Brooks. How you doing today? That's What's the up, Vulcan mind trick, you know, or the force. Yeah, the general, the general <laughs> mind trick. I'm like, how, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's all you do for this kid? So later in the day, just to see where I tried it. So I go and I do like this to his forehead. And he goes, Tata, what are you doing? Stop it. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, man. I got to come up with a better trick here. Cause I'm telling you, man. He, he's always he's always trying to outfox me somewhere or the other. Bro, you know um, what I you know what I used to do, man. Uh, my grandkids, especially my grandson, man. And I'm gonna have both of them, my grandson and my granddaughter in another week. But um, what I do is I go and we just we just run, we just we just go hard for like an hour at a time, and they get tired. And I wear them out, yeah, uh -huh. and then they go to sleep. Well, I was doing that, and all of a sudden they start building endurance. So one hour went to an hour and 15 minutes oh, to, no. to hour and 45 minutes to two hours. And I couldn't keep up. Yeah. They built an endurance. That. They got yeah. in shape. Yeah. yeah. You, know you were the saying? one who was like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. They started getting in shape. I'm like, oh, this is not supposed to work like that. Man. That's crazy, man. Well, well this morning, the three-year-old who's in, middle, in the midst of being potty trained, he's really good. I'd say he's 97% accurate. He doesn't poop in his pants anymore, you know, but every now and then when he's intense, whether he's drawing in his activity book or he's watching one of his cartoons and movies, he forgets to tell us and he'll slightly, you know, pee in his pants. So I do that during the show. It's not a big deal. I know. I saw the bucket you I saw the bucket you keep on the floor. I think See, I just I think it just tinkled saw, a little bit. Saw, yeah. So so this morning when my daughter gets here, she comes in. My three year old is so excited to see his 10 month old cousin. He's trying to play with her and stuff. And you notice and all of a sudden you can tell he grabs himself in the front. I said, right. No, you didn't. Did you? He goes, I need some underwear. <laughs> and so my, my daughter always puts a set of clothing downstairs just in case he has an accident. Yeah. So I'm walking him to the bathroom and I'm like kind of lecturing him, but not because he's three. Okay. Yeah. And I said, I told you a hundred times when you have to go, you have to tell us. And he turns to me, he looks at me and he goes, Tata, I was playing and you were on the phone. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, <laughs> Can't say he's wrong. Right, right, right. I mean, I couldn't say anything because he's telling the truth. I was on a phone call, business phone call, and he was he was playing. And he saw his, his cousin. He's playing, so he completely forgot. And by the time he realized it, it was almost too late. Didn't it wasn't bad, you know. But he had a slight, a little, little small accident. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I? I don't have a rebuttal. I'm losing an argument to a three year old. My man's going to be a lawyer. Like he is. I'm telling be you, dude, Esquire. Yeah, this kid is something else. I mean, a three-year-old look at me and say, I was playing and you were on the phone. What do you want me to do? I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty wild. I didn't know where to go. I, I didn't like see it. the stream. The stream said, you know, you got to send them to, to, to Barrett's boot camp. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 they go from the pool. You take them from the pool to the swing set, back to the pool, feed them lunch. Back to the pool, swim sit. I mean, you just gotta you gotta keep it going, man. You gotta oh, we keep do. It going. We got the true. You got the big trampoline. We got the swing <laughs> set. You know, we 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 find ways to get him. But and then if we take him down to my daughter's house, they have a beautiful pool. You know, try to get him in the pool. He's still not at the point where he wants to go underwater yet. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not there. Yeah. Can't get the face in the oh, water. You know? No, no. He's <laughs> not. He, he, the ears he, under. That's a, that's a big deal. Anything yeah, that affects deal, his yeah. breathing, anything right. affects his breathing, he's not down for that yet. So mm -hmm. we're still working on that. But like I'm it. thinking, at three years old, I don't know if I would have been smart enough to tell one of my parents, "Hey, no. you were busy. What do you want me to do?" And I would have been brave enough. I'm I know. Yeah, I don't think my parents. 
<laughs> would have handled it the way you handled it with your grandson. Right, 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 it might right, have been right. a little bit of a different reaction. I, I can't say I can't say no I to know. these kids, man. My, my my daughters are like, you know what, Dad? You're soft. You're a lot softer than you used to be. And I said, you know what? I said, you're right. And I said, I can't I can't be harsh to my grandkids like I were with my kids when I had to be. Right. It's not the right. same. And you you're, know? Hand, you're right. handing them back, man. You're not dealing with them their whole right. life. Right. Well, that's what it yeah, is. You know, you know? Like my, my mom says it all the time. You are just so soft. Now you now you see why I'd react the way I react. <laughs> when it used to be yelling, I used to go get them. This is exactly why I said, Mom, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But it still doesn't make it right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. Uh, well, oh, okay. So Trish Gunn. Trish Gunn. And Callie is getting involved. She's on cruises. Of course. She's supposed to be asleep. Why is she watching Trish, the show? We're all on cruises' side. <laughs> Okay. It's nine. It's nine oh nine a.m. out there where she is on the left coast. She's not Why like she you. She doesn't stay up till four in the morning every night. Yes, right. she does. Yes, she does. Yeah. She stays up all night like I do. Okay. Oh, she blame, goes out blaming her. Okay. I'm surprised. To be honest, I'm surprised she's even on here because when she goes to California, she forgets she has a husband. You know, I only <laughs> talk to her when wow. she has nothing else to do. So okay. yeah, I said it. I said it. Yeah. Oh, she can't touch me. She can't touch me 3,000 miles away. He's, so. he's feeling strong today, Barrett. All right. I'm oh, really, I see. I'm he's running all his Yeah, he's selling all his wolf tickets. Exactly Trish, right. I got you. I got Look, you. Wait till, gets, wait till she gets home. Wait till she gets home. When yeah. she's not here, I'm mm -hmm. running this house. This okay. mom is, is D gun house. Okay. This mouth. Yeah. That's right. That's right. If you sure. don't like it, that's your problem. Yeah, all right. All right. I like it. Well, look, I like it. We got a lot going on today. How about this, guys? Zach Berman. Oh, yeah. Cobb. Oh, yeah. Joe Conklin oh, is yeah. going to join us. The man of a thousand voices to close out the show today. We got a pretty cool show in store for you today, man. There's a, there's a lot going on, by the way. Um, and, 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 oh, 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 the big one. Go ahead. The big one. The big one. Rob's team actually won a game last That's, night. That when, is correct. When they, they held on, when they held on and won that game, I saw a beacon of light shine down from the heavens. The <laughs> angels were singing. Matter of fact, I was almost in tears. My eyes were welling up. I felt so good for Rob. Yeah. I, you know, I was like, I was almost emotional. It was. That, it was. It was. It was a, it was a, a joyous night. Uh, it was popping champagne. Well, I mean, how did they? Was, how'd they win, though, Rob? Tell me how they won. They won in large part, Barrett, because the bottom of the order really came through for them. They won. Oh, yeah. I'm. Well, really yeah. no real, no, they didn't have no, no, no. They Harper was out, uh, Segura's out 10 to 12 weeks. We'll get into all that, but the bottom of the order, Nick Mayton and Bryson Stott, four for eight, three runs scored, and three RBIs and a home run. Mm. That's in large part how they went. And give the bullpen credit for once, they actually did a pretty good job of stabilizing wait, wait, wait. things. Say that again, say it again. Let's save that for later. Let's save it. All right, we'll get into it, but uh, yeah. there's a but there's some. Not good signs here. Some of the news that they got yesterday, man, is not great. All right, we'll just leave it at that. Coach Marcus checking in. We got you, Coach Marcus. We see it. We appreciate it. Good appearance yesterday. By What's the way. up, Coach? By Coach Marcus. Oh, um, Trish, Trish yeah. also says, uh, I don't forget. Remember every time I swiped the card. Yeah, she going to swipe the card. Keep oh, talking. No. Oh, yeah, you're going to be broke at the end of today, man. <laughs> and she's out there in the most expensive commie state in the union. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Oh, taxes are jacked in Cali, but, man. But here's sure. the thing, though. She grew up in this region where it's now, like I showed you guys the weather chart for the week. It's 103, 105, 108, 110. So yesterday, one of her nephews graduated from high school. I said, did you go? She goes, oh, no. I said, why not? She goes, it was too hot. She, wouldn't, she doesn't go outside when she goes home. She sends all the nieces and nephews on errands. 
or her sister and stuff will go. She won't go outside doing it. So anything she buys, it'll be on Amazon somewhere. She ain't going outside to buy it. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this then: Why she's there? What does she cook? Or does do, does she? She have doesn't to have to. Home? There's so many great cooks in the family. Right. She doesn't right, have right, to. Right. Now she will chip in. She, I, I will get say this: Wherever my wife is, she rolls up her sleeve and she helps out. You know, that's just the way her family is. You know, they all help out each other. But she really doesn't have to cook um, because there's several good cooks in the house already. You know, when I go out there, dude, it's like I'm like feasting like a king, man. Yeah. Bro, everybody man. loves everybody loves Uncle Derek when he shows up. <laughs> well, look, I, I, all I know is when I when I came to the house, man, she made um she made these cookies, these peanut butter cookies, and she put a oh uh, her kiss in the middle of it. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. I, I, I that, and that's the one I took from his grandson. <laughs> he was so mad. I'm saying, yeah, he he never forgets it. This is this is Luke four is, years ago. Yeah, Luke, Luke was Luke was three when that <laughs> happened, so he's seven now. He still remembers that this guy took his cookie from him. Still scarred. He's scarred to he's this still, day. But I took it kid. though. But hold on, I took it, and usually you you know you you be nice as an adult, you give it back. Right. I actually bit it and looked at him. Oh, he was hot. He I, I wanted to go wanted. get another cookie for him. No, he didn't want any other cookie. He wanted that one. He I wanted that. Now, my wife had a big tray of cookies. <laughs> he wanted that one cookie. That's it. That Barry took. And, and he never, every time he sees Barry, he never lets him forget it. <laughs> the cookie he monster. Hides, You're the cookie hides. monster. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh -oh. All right. Well, a couple uh -oh. things, a couple things to jump around. Do you want to say, mention something there, uh, Gunner? No, you were freezing up for a minute. Oh, okay. All right. So, a couple yeah. things to to hit today. We and we got a, like I said, we got a good. This is gonna be fun today, man. We got a lot of Eagles stuff to dive into with Julie and Lori being, uh, you know, elevated within the organization circles. We'll talk to uh, Zach Berman about that and all the turnover in the off season, and you know, just a lot of stuff to to dive into. But we got a we got a lot going on tonight. We got Game One of the NBA Finals. Well, let me start before I get to that. I want to ask you guys because I did watch a little bit of this. Uh, last night, I was flipping between that and the Phillies. Did you guys watch any of the match? Which was I the, did not. The, okay, it was like a two-on-two two, essentially. It yep. was it was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady against Josh Allen and Patrick. It actually, came down to the very last. I think it was either a hole or a playoff. And Aaron Rodgers sunk a really long putt. Brady almost made it, and it, he just missed it. And Rodgers was money, and they ended up beating the, the you know the young cats. I, I found it really entertaining. Barkley was one of the you know, like sort of commentators. It was Barkley, J.J. Watt, Ernie Johnson. And those guys had earpieces in and were just having dialogue, you know, throughout the match with them. It, like breaking chops, just having fun with you. It was really – it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, man. I didn't watch it a ton. I didn't watch it religiously. Right, but when I would right. flip back and forth to it, even Barkley and J.J. Watt are kind of just, you know, busting each other's balls. It was It was really – it was fun. It was, For a lighter night when there wasn't a ton going on, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Bro, I didn't see it, man. I wish I would have seen it now, man. But, you know, you, I don't see how you have time to watch sports the way you do, bro. I yeah, mean, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> he has no hobby. He's, he, he, yes. he has no life outside of sports. Yeah, that's true. Sports in his basement. Sound like his my crawl wife. space. Yeah, yeah, it's well, true. Uh, you know, I, I, we need, we I, need to hear from Maggie. I power washed cushions today. It was it was a really fun morning, let me tell you. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, well, I did, yeah. I, I had, um, I well, put it like this. A friend of mine had a boat in his backyard. And I told you guys I got a boat like, you know, a couple months ago. Well, it's the boat. He just gave it to me. He gave it to me. I took it. But he didn't have a title for it. Okay. So I spent the last three months trying to get a title for this boat and get a title for this um for this trailer. 
And when I say it's a pain in the butt, what's bruh, like, what, what do you, what are the hoops? Like the state and all that? Like what? Oh, no question. Like little things like you got to go in, you got to send, uh, you got to get a title lien from the five surrounding states. So that's Maryland, Connecticut, five surrounding New states. York, oh, Pennsylvania, really? yeah, oh. and Delaware. All, all the areas they anticipate you're going to be taking the boat out to. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so you have to get five separate titles? No, you had to get five separate a, a title search, a title, title search, search to make okay. sure the boat wasn't stolen or okay. anything like mm. that. And if the boat was okay. somebody's, you know, you got to send a note saying um, if, if the title comes back that it was titled in, like if it was titled in Delaware, you have to send a note to the um, to the owner or whoever's there to get it back. And it's like you know you got to jump through all these hoops. So mm. it's like you know a five dollar money order you got to send to uh, to. to to um, Pennsylvania, but it costs five dollars for the damn money order. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yeah. have any checks anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't use checks anymore, so I gotta send. I gotta get. It's, it's cost me ten dollars to send five dollars. So <laughs> wait, I wait, you know, did get, you say you don't use checks anymore? No, you use checks. You write. Yes, checks? yes. I still do. I do, and not not landscaper. A ton, I, yeah, yeah. Landscaper. Uh, uh, Bro, people sometimes, got cash apps, man. What are you talking about? I understand it. They have cash apps, the Venmo. Yes, landscapers. Sometimes the plumber, they want to check. You know, still, still want checks. Yes, I have. I, I have. Matter of fact, I have checks for three different accounts. When you don't have to write checks anymore, Rob, you know what that means? You got more money than you know what to do with, baby. You just no, pull the money no, out of means, pillowcases. cases. No, money, that means you that's your money dance, like Benny Curry used to say. You that's your money dance, baby. <laughs> That means that means I've, I've I've left the Stone Ages. I mean, you actually balance that checkbook too, don't you? Oh no! See, that drives my wife nuts. I don't balance checkbook. The only but thing no, I, I do, Venmo. I mean, I do all that type of stuff, man. I don't. I hate, I don't, I hate that stuff. I do a little bit of both. I, I, I do Venmo, both. the cash app, but every time before I do a finalization, I'll call one of my kids. Okay, so I hit this button right here, right, and then I hit the yes, Dad. Yep. Yes, Dad. Not like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're trying to look, help me with a computer. Streams with me. Money is digital now. You know what I'm saying? Checks are obsolete. Man, I ain't Come down on, with man. all this. I ain't down with all this crypto stuff yet, man. You know. Well, bro, I'll give bro. you. I'll give you one. So I go into my bank. This was like last week, and this teller, the girl's nicest girl. Like she's just funny young girl. So I walk in, and and she, because I'm always doing something. I'm always moving. Whatever. So she walks in. She's like, because she told me like a week ago. Why don't you just download the app? Not that I don't like seeing you. I love seeing you. <laughs> but you don't, you don't have to be in here all the time. So I Jeez. walked. Yeah. So I walked in, right? And she looks at me and she just says, let me guess. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I pull up my phone. I'm like, I didn't download it yet. I know. I, I know. Don't guilt trip me today. She's like, I'm not, I love seeing you. I'm just saying, like, you can make your life so much easier. I'm like, I know. I got you. I, I promise from here on out. I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting guilt trip from the from the bank people now. Right. <laughs> there, there is there is one aspect of modern technology I love. You know, being independent contractor working for myself, I get a lot of checks, different checks, right? <laughs> so instead of going to the bank now to deposit them, I just yeah. use my phone and yeah. just take oh, yeah. a picture and yeah. deposit it like that. Now, sometimes some people, you know, they write worse than a fourth grader. And you know, I have to do it two or three times because the bank imaging you know, technique can't read the check. So sometimes it'll be off, but I didn't realize that the bank only allows you to deposit X amount of dollars a month. And then if you can't, then you have to physically go deposit the check at your bank, which yeah, you ticks me off. You make way too much money for that. You make way no, too much money No, yeah, no, no. It's certain make times of the month. Money. You know, no, 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 no. I'm not in the Barrett Brook money. financial bracket. Money. 
What what makes I'm you not in the Bear Brooks. I haven't played football in 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 15 years, something like that. Bear 15. Bear, don't don't make me spill your business on on the public. Oh, no, no, seriously, man. I mean, like, I mean, I'm paying for. It. I should have had a checkbook because I I could have just wrote a check to Delaware. Yep. I could because I mean, New York was t- two ten uh, ten dollars for the boat and then ten dollars for the trailer. Connecticut was twenty dollars for the trailer, twenty dollars for the boat just to get a title search. Wait, the did number. you ever get it straightened out? Are you, are you good to go now or no? No, I went to the bank today, so I go, I get up, and I leave my house at nine o'clock. I get to the bank. 10 minutes away. I don't leave the first bank until till 10 o'clock. I'm there for 45 minutes. They can't get the um they can't get their 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 money order machine to work. So I'm sitting there. I have to get nine money orders. Nine money orders. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh my God. Wait, oh my but God. can't you pay for these online? Like when I go online for stuff like when I get fishing licenses for different states, Pennsylvania, Maryland, you know, Delaware, or Delaware, even Delaware. I just go to this like, you know, like fishing game department for that state, you know, fill it out, boom. Pay it right online, boom, print it right out of my p- computer. You well, can't do that with license. Yeah, that's for a license, though. But when you're doing right. a title search, a title search is trying to see to make sure that the, the, the boat and the trailer are not stolen. I so get you that. Have to go, so the title search, if it, if it, if it's, it's if it's Anne Marie's boat and Anne Marie's uh trailer and they live in Connecticut, right? I have to send the I have to, you know, send the title search out. So right now I don't know where the boat is not like it, it, it wasn't registered in New Jersey. So since it wasn't registered in New Jersey, I had to send out those title searches for in Pennsylvania, Delaware, oh Maryland, Connecticut, and New York. So I had to first of all, I had to do the research and go online and check and see what document I needed. And if I couldn't find it online, I had to call them, sit on the phone, waiting. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, I mean, I, it, it was it was it was a two day process just getting what paperwork I had to get. Then I got the paperwork. Then I had to go get the money orders to send them the physical money order, and that's what I'm saying. I got nine money orders. It was five, it was five dollars a piece for each money order, mm, five dollars a piece. So then, if it was a five dollar, like Pennsylvania, it's only five bucks to get this title search. So I spent ten dollars for a five dollar title search because I didn't have a check. Damn. So so, what if the boat had been stolen from California, Florida? And you had, but you only have five states. You have to. So is the boat legally yours? Not then? my problem. Yes, it's, it's my legally mine. Then. Okay. So this guy. So the first red flag was first of all, a guy wants to give you a boat. Okay, he just gives it to you, no bill of sale, nothing. Then you got to do a title search. I'm thinking. I got a bill of sale. This is this is a setup. This dude got this this dude got a boat on a humbug. He's trying to get rid of it before the cops hone in on him. No, he actually wanted to get rid of it because in his he, he bought a field. In the what? back of this bar, he bought this bar and had and it's like five anchors in the back of it. Okay. And it, the boat was in the back of the field. Okay. And that's why it was actually two boats in the back of the field. So whoever owned the bar owned the boats. I got you. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, when it, so hopefully you'll be out on the seas soon, man. We'll yes, I'm, hopefully I, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> man. But this is a pain in the butt, man. I got you. Jump through all how, these. Hoops. Well, how I big of a stuff. boat is it? 21 foot, 21 foot sea locks. Yes. Really? No, uh, what what, what year? Around. Is it an older book? But you a got, 90, you have to do, you have to do, a, you have to do a lot of work to it or what? No, it's not a lot of work at all. That's why, that's why I'm doing it. Cause it's not a lot of wow. work at all. In fact, wow. I'm already done with the work. I've already rewired the boat, put the trolling motor on the boat. I put a, uh, I went and I bought a, an 06, no 05, um, uh, a motor. I put on the back of an outboard motor, you know what I'm saying? I've already fixed the boat up. Now I'm just going through the process. It's been a three-month process of getting this done. Pain in the butt. 
So now you have three boats? Derek, yes. I'm just asking you. Yes, I'm one was free. Yes, one was free. Yes. I'm just asking you. Yes. You have three boats. Yes, I do. Okay, I'm, that's all I'm asking. I, right. Hey, look. Well, it's not even a boat that I, I don't even use. He the works on what? He, he just works on what? Look, look. There's no need to get defensive here. I'm just asking you a simple question. <laughs> he is. Oh my goodness. He's uh, that. He's the brother uh, that uh, we be fighting constantly. Yes, bro. you would. You and I'd be stuck in the middle trying <laughs> to referee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll seg. I'll Rob, segue Rob, out. Save. Rob is the white guy in the middle. <laughs> uh, I, come on, guys. <laughs> and then and then I just be like. Beat the hell out of each other. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Exactly. Oh, oh my geez. God. Uh, all right. Well, game one, I'll save you, Barrett, from the from no more from Derek's questioning. Uh, game one NBA finals tonight. What are we feeling? What are we feeling here? Warriors Ooh. Celtics at San Francisco. Uh last I checked, it was three and a half. Warriors. I told you right? they're gonna steal one. Now Barrett thinks they're gonna go up three one. Tonight, tonight's the night they're gonna steal one. They're gonna steal it tonight. Still no, three and playing, a half that line. They're playing in Golden State. Correct. Um, this is a feel out game for me. I'm both on both sides are feeling each other out this game. But I think Golden State gets it because just because they're at home. If Boston was playing at home, I would pick Boston. I just think, what the heck? Rob Ellis is Van Gunny hanging. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest ever, wasn't it? It's the greatest video. It's the greatest video ever. He's like, who is he on? Like Alonzo Morning's leg? Or right. <laughs> And his hair, right. like, for people old enough to remember, you know who he looked like? He looked like uh, Danny DeVito's character in Taxi Louie. His hair was like, oh this. my god, that's what he looked oh like. Oh my goodness, and Alonzo, or whoever it was, was like, get this dude off of my leg, man. And we're talking oh about this goodness. is back in the 90s when the uh, Knicks and the uh, in the Heat would just have these knockdown drag outs. Oh, man, oh my goodness. Day. And Van Gundy was one of the was Riley's assistant coach. He was Pat Riley's assistant coach. But that was uh back in the day, man. It was it was it was a good old days. Hey, speaking of that, Van Gundy, um, yeah, Woj, and um, I think Mike Breen's back. But those two both have COVID, and they won't be yep. doing the game. Miss the game, yeah, and that's something unbelievable. Wow. You know, it's fun. It's funny how little we talk about COVID now. Everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Nobody's wearing masks. Malls, grocery no. stores, mini marts. No. Nobody's wearing masks, but yet states are still talking about surging COVID. But yet nobody's wearing masks anymore. Man, it's like it never happened. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking, know. okay, here we go again. Kaiser gonna be so like, Huh? It's Kaiser Sosade. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. No, there's no question. That's what's that. That's going on, man. I think this is a Warrior game tonight, and I think the Celtics may grab two. I can sell it. Celtics may take game two. Ooh, Wouldn't what? surprise me. They steal one there. Would not surprise yeah. me. Jalen Brown, by the way, is joining Kanye West's agency. Yeah, that's crazy. I always wear. I, remember what? Remember when Ricky Williams went used Master P as his? Yes, the no limit. Yeah, no he got limit, uh, agency. One of the yes. worst contracts in the history yes. of first rounders. Yes. Like yes. Oh, you know what? Stick with the the, the guys who do it for a living, man. I, I, I get. I don't know. I think there's other things you could do. You can do some marketing stuff with with Kanye, but man, I worry about guys doing that. Man. So I um I have a problem going with any organization that can't keep an identity. I mean, what's mm-hmm. Kanye's name now? I think didn't he change his name? What's his name now? <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know what he goes by now, man. I don't know. You know, print. Remember, Prince used to be the symbol. The he artist. Was and he, he was re- he referred to the artist formerly known as Prince. 
And then he came back to Prince later. He came back, yeah. Like, what the heck is wrong with people, man? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm changing my name. Yeah, Michael Jackson, you know, started out black, then turned white, you know. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He goes by Yeezus. That's what Kanye goes (laughs) by. Yeezus? Is that it? Yes. Yeah, I'm not signing with anybody with a name Yeezus. Okay, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. See, so now, first of all, I don't care how much money. Do you know Kanye's one of the richest entertainers out there? He's worth no. like a billion dollars. He's worth He's over a billion good. dollars. Yeah. I don't care how much money you got. You, you don't have a name, bro. I can't go. I, I, I can't do it. I can't go with nobody. Yeezus. Man, you your name is Kanye. Huh? You see the shoes he got? The Yeezys he got? Yeah. The yeah. shoes, they're like for 400, 500 bucks. Yeah. And they're crocheted. I'm like, what what makes these shoes? Who, who's wearing a pair of crocheted shoes? I mean, that's what they look like. They look like they're crocheted, man. Yeah, they're, they're weird looking, man. They ain't yeah. wearing no mess like that. I'm, t- I'm tough on yeah. shoes as it is. I'm not wearing a pair of crocheted bruh, shoes. Bruh. LeBron's a billionaire, by the way. Uh, Forbes has named him. He is the first active NBA player to have a net worth of $1 billion. Jeez. That's ridiculous. Yep. He hmm. made $121.2 million from May of 21 to May of 22. In on court and off court earnings, yeah. Oh the only goodness. the only athlete who made more was was uh, Lionel Messi, the the soccer star, who made 130 wow. during that time. But he's now at the one billion dollar mark. That that's is bear, crazy. That's some Bear Brooks money right there, boy. Whoa, 37 bro. years old. He's, he's a billionaire. Yep. Boy, D guns two nickels and a quarter away from a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. He's going to own a team soon, right? I mean, he'll, he'll as soon as he retires, he'll, he'll buy an NBA team. Well, he, he, he has a um, he's also partial owner in in, in a soccer uh, league. Did Manchester, right? Manchester. Is that, yeah, is he, I think he does uh, have a piece of that. Yeah, he's yep. a piece of that. Figured, I mean, he, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, Aaron Rodgers, piece of the piece of the Jazz. Yep, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron yep. Rodgers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a little piece. Yep. Yep. You know, what? So, I mean, uh, the Royals and something else in Kansas yeah. City. Wow. Forget what it is. Yeah. Wow. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers owns a piece of the Bucks. That needs. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, they're making enough now that that's where it's headed. Guys are going to at least have you know minority ownership, so like piece of a piece of teams, no doubt. Well, what if they do Jeez. right by their players? Then once they start owning these teams, will they go give us lifetime health care? I wonder what that happens. That's now, you know why? Because they're smart. They buy a piece. But they'd let the decision making be made by tougher souls, right? You could stay out of that, how to do the yep. dirty work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You get that as an investment. You know, you get a nice return on your investment if your team's a winning team. You know, well, you, um, you see that team that just got sold. That uh, that that soccer team just got sold for five billion dollars. Yes, that's crazy. Five billion dollars. Crazy. They are worth crazy money. Joey B saw a Top Gun Maverick. Yes, two thumbs up, my man. Good, good two choice. Two thumbs up. Okay. Good choice, Joey B. Okay. Yes, it is. It is excellent. I, I'm, I'm with him on still, that. I'm still not a big you, top. You guys, guy. you got to go, man. I'm telling you, got to watch. Just watch the first one again, and then and then you'll you'll know it. You'll be right ready to roll, man. With it. The good. first, the first one was okay. Um, if I watch it again, then I know I won't go see the movie. So I'm trying to be, remain <laughs> don't objective. Go. Don't go to the first one. Don't watch the first one. Go to the, yeah, just go I'm, to this one. I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Um, I don't know, man. Something about the Top Gun, and I know it's a big fan favorite. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm, I can't get into Top Gun. I don't know why. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra owns a strip club. <laughs> oh man, remember? His, oh, remember? His, our, uh, we had him on Breakfast on Broad. We were talking on talking to him, and he told <laughs> us that um, <laughs> he told us that his, his you know his his real job now is he's a um 
what do you say? He was a pimp or he was a, a call a call order guy. Yeah, yeah. A- escort service for older women <laughs> at, at the time. Yeah, L- Letty is uh, whoa. There's a lot going on there, man. There's a lot. <laughs> he man. said he was living. He's living in this mansion. You know, he's just you know. It wasn't his. He was sugar just, mama. Yeah. 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 Now, see, yeah. Joey B says the new Mission Impossible trailer. Wow. Now, Mission oh, yeah, Impossible. Yeah. I will go good. see that. I will yeah, go that see trailer, that. that trailer. They show you it during, before Top Gun. It, it, it looks ridiculously good. It looks now, really Daz Deal says actually the best movie in the last five years at least. Now what? I don't know that that might be a stretch because I, I I'm big into the I'm big into the superhero movies all the Marvel X Men all that stuff I, I don't know about Top Gun being the best movie in the last five years I'm not going that far I'm just telling you like for just entertainment for two hours to escape it's 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 good stuff I I will tell you that like that's I'm not I'm not saying it's the greatest sequel ever or any of that I'm just telling you, it's really good I mean it's Rob, hard to did, pick something up 30. Six years later, and they did. Right? Did you stay awake the whole time? You didn't fall asleep like old people doing the movies. Uh, I'm not there yet. No, I didn't quite. Feel, no, I was wide awake. Yeah. It was loud enough that it would have been impossible to fall asleep. I'll do. I'll, that's my old man rant. It was my eardrums are like. Yeah. It was loud, but that kind of added to it too, though. I got to say, like especially the the fighter pilot scenes. It was, you know, what? I used to be in the Fast and Furious movies, but they oh, just I love went, them. I love I, them. I got they out went after like over Tokyo. The top, they, went, they went like Tokyo and I checked out. Like that was I like the Tokyo. I like I'm Tokyo saying Drift. that's the last one I watched. I actually yeah. liked that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then after that, you know, they got they got, you know, cars and they jump over off a mountain and a and a plane oh, yes. and electric yes. sticks to it. And yes. then, you know, plane flies off. You know, that yes. to me that's a I'm bit on. much, but I I love it because they always go back to the old charger, man. That old charger. They always yeah. oh, bring yes. that old that's charger. That's a go to. Yeah, it's a good job. See, I, yeah. I'm always I'm always fascinated by those movies because when those incredible scenes, those those scenes that you know are impossible, I'm always yeah. thinking, I wonder how many takes did they have to do just to get that right. Number one and number two, when you do more than one take, how many days or hours does it take to reset it again? Because you got stuff blowing up, and I know a lot of it is CGI, but you got yeah. stuff blowing up. How how long does it take to reset it to do it again, bro? But See, I'm always I mean, fascinated by this. And stuff. if the and if the car itself gets messed up, like, right? Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's just like the Deuce of Hazzard. Deuce of Hazzard had like 300 um, General Lees. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they, you no, know they, they kept they oh, kept yeah. messing them up. Yeah, okay. but um, this last one, this last Fast and the Furious, I mean. They drive a car into space, man. I'm like, come on, now. come <laughs> what, on, man. You, what you can't? That's, that could be realistic, Barry. That could no, happen. No, no, no. A car you, in space, God. and then yeah. then it, then it gets a rip in one of them. He takes duct tape and tapes it around to keep him from. I'm like, I, I'm I out on that. I hear you. That was All right, come on, man. Vin Diesel, baby. Yes, Vin Diesel and Jason and, and Jason uh, Statham. I like him. I mean, I, but I don't like. I, I hate the fact that um that that they don't that um. The Rock and 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 uh, what's his name don't get along, man. Vin Diesel. It, no, Vin they don't Diesel, get along in real no. life. No, they don't get they along. Look, they they uh, can't look. do movies together anymore. Oh, really? No. They won't. No, they no. won't. And, and what's about, his name? Paul Walker died. That was a bummer. Yeah, that, know, that, that, that hurt. That hurt. Yeah. But and then that when really they hurt. did the when they did the when uh, I think it was number seven or eight when they did the one afterwards and did a tribute to him at the end. And you see him driving off through. That the was yeah. That was. That touched. That touched me, man. That was touching. Got me right there, man. Right here, right here on the left side to pump blood. You know, right in the field. Got me right here. I got you. All right. So coming up, one o'clock, G Cobb. Two o'clock, Zach Berman. Two thirty. Joe Conklin, who knows what is going to happen at 2.30. It's going to be interesting, though. Don't go anywhere. We'll come back. Hey, we're going to hit a couple things. Eagles-wise, Julian Lurie, the son of Jeffrey Lurie, has been elevated in the organization. We'll talk to G and 
and Zach about that. We're also remember yesterday we did our top five NFC quarterbacks. Oh yeah, the AFC man. I did ten today. This gonna be hard. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, told you, man. Tough, man. Uh, I changed my I changed my list seven times, but I I got my final five right here. I did too. I changed it up a bunch of times. So we'll do that at uh, at one o'clock. We'll we'll incorporate that with G. We'll come back. We'll mix in a little Phillies as well. A bunch of other stuff that we need to get to, which we will do. That's for sure. All right, he is D Gun. He is Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, you hungry? It's about lunchtime, right? Looking for something to eat? I got the perfect place for you. Station Tap Catering. Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill will handle your next business function with ease while you focus on securing a new opportunity for your business. They get 50 years of experience in food prep. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I was one of them. I So for any number of occasions, it's perfect. I can tell you that. Whether it's a graduation, whether it's, I don't know, a family event, whether it's uh, even something, you know, like a funeral. And if you're not sure what to do for somebody, you want to send them over some food. I know folks did that for me, uh, you know, a couple of years back when my parents passed away and it was station tap and the food was absolutely spectacular. The wings, the fries, the penne alley vodka uh, uh, sauce, uh, and, and pasta sauce. It, everything was perfect. Everything was right on the money and really good and good desserts, good cookies on top of that. Station tap catering provides delicious food, private events, corporate functions, Individual package meals. If you're a little league out there or you're having some kind of work event and you're looking for a place to go to a hall or, or, a, or a nice little room for the event, I got the number for you. 484-469-3222. 484-469-3222. Or you go stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free you're telling me that bottle is cut in half you could say that Action News. We cherish every moment. 
and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What up, what up? Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you on this Thursday. Hope you're doing great out there. Smash that like button. Tell a friend, by the way. Uh, I do have, there's questions. Have, have I, do I have, have I shown off the solo cup? Yes. Yeah, man. You met, you met Joe. You got Joey B all fired up, Everybody's man. all worked up. Yeah, I, I drank out of it earlier. I don't know. With your leprechaun cup. Oh, I got the wee little cup that I'm drinking out of. There it's a go. wee crack of gold we see, Gladdy. Oh, maybe me lucky charms. So, yes. I, <laughs> magically delicious. Exactly. So, I went I went with the uh, light green again today. So, I, I didn't switch it up, folks. So, I, I apologize for not changing up the color. What, is your, what does your wife do, man? Just buy just an assortment of colors? Usually, I just buy the whole pack of 150 all red ones. What do you do? Go get the party pack or something? I think, yeah, I think they give you the different colors in the party pack. You get, I, we, I think she goes to Costco and gets like 4,628 of them. So they're all yeah, just like, you know, sounds whatever. like us. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you know what kills me? You, you buy them and, and people in my house think they grow on trees. Oh, yeah. You know? And all of a sudden you got like eight or nine cups sitting around with like this much liquid yeah, left yeah. in them and you exactly. throw them all out. And I'm like, and I'm still the person, I'll put my initials on mine. I'll use mine for days. I'm I don't I don't do initials, but I hear you with that. There, there you'll come down in the morning and you're like, like, really? It looks like a you know a party, like a you know, but it was nothing. It's like you know, water, iced tea, or soda, whatever. Yeah, now you're uh, mute. You're muted, but I hate it when I hate it when all my kids, you know, they just go in and they'll grab a soda. Yes, and then oh, just yeah. drink half of it and just leave it there. Yep. Yes, and it's your job first to clean of, it up. Right. No. First of all, you better drink the rest of this damn soda. Number one. Uh huh. Stop wasting my damn soda. Yep. Then number two, clean up after yourself. Up. Same thing with water bottles. You know, yes. When my kids, yeah. especially oh, my when, they were, oh. when they were younger, you know, if they would have friends over, they, like, were, and we weren't, you know, quite like locked in on exactly what they were doing, like, you know, whatever they're downstairs, they'll, they'll all grab their water bottle, and there you find seven of them that are half drank, half drank yes. or drunk, or whatever, yes. uh, just kind of laying. I'm like, first of all, get the water out of the fridge. Number one, uh, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You. you don't, you don't all need your own water you bottle. Just, if you, you just do, take it outside. Yeah, and I'm fine if you, fine if you do, but you better drink it. Okay, right. I don't want to be finding like ten different things laying around. That's. Uh, I yell at kids for years about that. They still do it. So it's like everything I say falls on deaf ears. You know why? Because they don't pay for them. That's why. Amen. Da, da, da. That's it. Yeah, that's the problem. That's da, da, da. it. That's all it ever is when it comes down uh, yeah. to those kind of situations. They'll yeah. find out. They'll, they'll, they'll be revenge. Their kids will have revenge on them. Yeah, that's. You can no, mark you, that down. Your kid. No, I'm, I have revenge. I go to my son's house. <laughs> I make myself at home. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I do you. everything. I, I come with, I go in his house. 
I'll purposely bring some candy in. I'll eat the candy, leave the wrapper sitting right there. Yep. I just drop it in front of them. Yeah, exactly. No, look, that's a good move. I, I, I got to start doing that myself. Here's my biggest pet peeve. When you buy Coke, you know, when you buy Coca-Cola, you know, most people buy it in a can or the small bottles, you know. But if you go to BJ's at certain times, they will have the, the, the bottles. Remember how everything you used to buy was in the old bottles? And they, they, the, and when they sell them out of the bottles, they come from Mexico, and you can taste the difference because in Mexico, they make the Coca-Colas with pure cane sugar, whereas, you know, we use Coca-Cola, right. we use sugar additives. You can taste the difference. So every like once every four or five months, I'll find them at BJ's, and I'll buy a couple of cases of them, you know. Right. Why do I want to do that? So as soon as we put them in a mini fridge in the kitchen, you know, my son-in-laws, my kids, um, they'll grab them. The next thing you know, you see four or five bottles sitting on a table or a counter or the island. This much still left in them. Nobody knows who they are. Right. I'm throwing, I'm pouring them out of the sink, and I'm thinking, okay. So what I did, what I did before uh, Thanksgiving last year, I bought a couple cases. I hid them in the garage so nobody could find them but me. And I only brought out just enough for Thanksgiving, and I stashed the other ones for Christmas. And they're like, Dad, why would you do that? I mean, because uh, because you kids haven't grown up yet. So, therefore, like <laughs> you're not getting them. Well, where did you keep them? Why would I tell you where I'm keeping them? The uh, reason I'm hiding them is because of you people. Amen. Amen, Why would I bro. tell you? I hear you. I, I, I agree. I think it's a good way to go. That's a good lesson learned. Boom. Take oh. that. Take well, look that. At this. Well, look at this also. Derek, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. The captain, he's getting his boat redone just for you for Sunday, bro. He, he, the the motor is apart right now, and Caterpillar Bob right now is putting the boat, the, the engine back hold, together. Hold, hold it will be back together for Sunday, and they're just, doing it just because of you, man. You just they messed want you to be up. Out there. First of all, you know how I am about going out further than five miles. Okay. Secondly, you just told me that there was something wrong with the motor and There's the engine. There's nothing the wrong boat. with the motor. You told now, me they're putting it together because they he's 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 a. Let me tell you about Tony, Captain Tony. He is he he's he is so meticulous with this damn boat. He spazzes out. He sleeps with the boat. It's all it, it, that's all he talks about is his damn Cabo. This is his baby, baby. He put like this. He his maintenance. What he pays for maintenance, bro, is more than I pay for my boat in like six years. See, the red flag was you said in my mind is embedded. There's something wrong with the engine. No, he see. see what it is is he went and he uh, I think it's like a, a Peller or something. He'll come, he'll come and tell you, he'll tell you what it is. He does maintenance on it like you do your car. I mean, I mean, every I guess every 500 waves, waves. <laughs> he's gotta, he's gotta get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> every 5,000 waves, he goes, he goes and gets a service, gets a tune up. <laughs> see, I got a problem with it. I mean, that's I may not be there Sunday, I don't know. I mean, uh, you'll be there because you know why? Because Josh, Josh is definitely there. Josh texted me yesterday, bro. I can't wait. Oh, you're can't wait. You're going, man. That's, that's Josh. Josh can go out there. Hey, man, that's bo- look, there's fish out there bigger than boats. That's all I got to tell you, bro. You're going to enjoy yourself you. and all the fish you're going to catch, man. It's going to be ridiculous. See, I ain't down with all that, bear. See, you know, first of all, you got to do what D Gun got to do. That's exactly right. right. See, you know, first of all, you're trying to take me out too far. Number two, you've been trying to get back at me for years. Number three, now there's something wrong with the engine. Look, See, no, there's nothing wrong with the engine. It's maintenance. Uh, look, hey, they, hey. you know how you know how your wife, you know how Trish didn't go get 
her oil change after four thousand miles is supposed to be three thousand miles. Yes, it just well, cost he, me nine hundred dollars. Is gonna cost me. He he doesn't play that, bro. He doesn't play that. He See, gets everything service. I, I've lived that. I've lived it. Yes. Oh, he's already ordered the food. The food is already ordered. You gotta go. You're going, man. You're so locked. He's in. already ordered the food. Now it's done. What kind of food? The food. He I mean they go get these hoagies, man. Unbelievable bread. Unbelievable meat in the hoagies, and it's amazing. Can I eat one from shore? Just watch you guys go out. <laughs> That's terrible, man. That's I can oh, fish my from boat, the dock. And my boat will be in the water next week. There you go. Da, da, da. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, yeah. All right. We got to get on. Let's yeah, get on sports. Let's talk a little sports. tiny yeah. bit of sports. Who cares about sports? I hear it. Let's go. Boat time. More boat. Yeah, no. Boat for uh, those. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. If I said that, my phone would be ringing right now. Uh, what why, a movie, why did man. you say that? Step Brothers. I know, but I can't say that. If I said that live on the airwaves now, my boat be ring, my phone be ringing right now. How could you say that? You know, what kind of image are you setting for your children and other people who look oh up boy. to you? Oh yeah, I have yeah. to be very careful what I say. I can't. I don't have freedom of speech like. Where Barrett have you does. ever been careful of what you say? What? What? Some of the stuff come out of your mouth, Derek. Do you know I have never cursed at my children? Never, ever. Mm -hmm. I can't say that. See, I've, <laughs> hey, I've seen, can't hey, say hey that, Rob, man. Rob, I sat across, I sat across from Barrett at NBC when he was cursing out his kid, and I was like, "This, you got scared, <laughs> you got scared yourself." Yeah. I was like, "No, he didn't." Oh, yeah. hey man. Oh, sometimes you got to lay the law down, and, right? And, and, and right. sometimes it's a little, you got to work yeah. a little blue. Right. That's all right. You got to do what you got to do. The yeah. only time I accidentally slipped was one time. My oldest daughter's a lot like me. You know, she's a smart aleck. And I slipped and said "smart ass" instead of "smart Alec." And my friend, and, and I said, "You little smart ass." And, and I, I mean, "smart Alec." And everybody <laughs> went like this in my house. Uh oh. You know, I, Almost I've like never... what I said. No, Derek, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I hate you for that. By the way, I hate you. You know, I, I'm never going to forgive you for that moment. You know why? Because it was so perfect when you did it. <laughs> I, I, I'm still. I just. I, I'm never oh. going to get over that moment. You I know. hear you. Man. Meanwhile, Rob's like, "Can we talk sports, please?" Yeah, no, I, listen, can we get back to sports? <laughs> let's get it back to the Eagles now. Right? Uh, no, hey, look, I, I'm good. Let's roll, man. Wherever you guys want to go, I'll ride. I'll ride the wave. Is is before we get the maintenance done? To, after right. <laughs> Jer Jeremiah Butler says, "Hey, poor Rob just wants to talk sports." I know, I know, Jeremiah. I know. You know, but you have to understand, Jeremiah. This is what we do. Rob Rob is stuck with two mental degenerates. Oh God. I you think know? we're three. I think it's yeah. a threesome. Rob Rob is a mature one in this group. I'll I'll, I'll confess to that. Oh. I, would, is, I would not go that far. Let me tell you that, man. There's hey Rob, no I'm giving you a compliment, man. Just right, take it and run with it. Thank you. I am the, oh oh a wise one. Thank you. Um all right, Phillies did win. Can we at least let's because we've hammered them and I've hammered them. Let's give them a little for at least finally winning a freaking game. They did win a game. So uh, it was a nice – first off, it was – it was Nola was cruising through five. Yep. And then the wheels came off and the oil started leaking and everything fell to, to you know what. And it was ugly. I don't know. I can't figure him out. He can look brilliant one second and then awful the next. And it's like he just falls off a cliff. And that's what happened last night. He fell apart. The bats picked him back up. And it was it was the little guys. So before the game, I'm I'm burying the lead here. Gene Segura is out ten to twelve weeks, guys. He's got to have yep. surgery on that finger that he broke when he was trying to bunt. Which, Holding by the, the way, like this, yeah. And 
interesting. He admitted this. He was doing that on his own. It was not a call from the bench. Okay. So let's not beat up Girardi on this one. This was on Segura, but that's a big loss. You talk about a a consistent hitter and, and arguably their best fielder gone for, you know, 10 to 12 weeks is a long time, man. You're talking like August. He may not be back until who knows what what kind of shape they're in at that point. Two and a half months, man. It's it's a long time. Yeah. It could be a wrap. I mean, honestly, at that point. So he's out. The other one that they kind of downplayed after the game, but is scary. Harper couldn't play. couldn't even hit last night. Nope. The, I told the forearm, you. Yeah, the forearm sore. I told it, you. He claims not a big deal. You know, we'll just shut it down for a night. I have a day off today. The Phillies are off today. I'll be back at it Friday. I, that that one is a little scary See, for me, man. That inflammation, I keep telling you. That's why I asked Ricky Bo when he was on here, Ben Davis when he was on here. You know, even though you're just doing this, you do this enough, and you're using an object that's top-heavy. Right. You know, and it irritates it, man. You know, yeah. you can go weeks and, and, and endure the discomfort, then all of a sudden you got to shut it down. So yeah. I think we're going to have to endure this the whole season. If the, if surgery is not in the forecast, this is something we're going to have to monitor. And what if it happens at a crucial point in a huge series coming up and he's, your best bet in the lineup is going to be shut down because of this inflammation again it's or scary. this irritation or whatever they want to call it? I knew this was going to happen. I yeah. knew it. Well, yeah. let me let me ask you this. Does it make sense right now to um to even have him DH when he yes. needs the surgery now and 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 be done with it? You know, he'd be out for this season, but going to next season ready to rock and roll because well, I don't see anything happening positive for the rest of this season. I don't think that, surgery. Yeah, I don't think they want to white wave the white flag, Barrett. So I think I think two two things. One, I don't think they're ready to, to do that yet. He's not ready to do it yet. He want he's still hoping that injection's going to take. I. I I am very skeptical about that. Um, and if you're not a pitcher, you get back from this thing a lot quicker than a pitcher could. So I think you could conceivably shut him down in like September and he could be back, you know, for whatever, whatever, whatever the first date is April, you know, or whatever, late March, April, that right. he could be back. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I, like, I'm no doctor here, but that's what I've been told. I, like Shohei Otani, his situation was different. They had to do to do it with him, but he was, he pitches. You know, Harper, I don't think it's as bad uh, for for a position player than it is, you know, with that, with him. No, I, I, said, I so would he get – would it be Tommy John surgery or would it just be – I don't um, – yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know that it would definitely be Tommy John. But it would, I don't think – I don't think there's surgery in the, in the forecast. I really don't. They think they can control this with rest, rehab, you know, stimulate, you know, whatever, electronic stimulation, whatever they do. To get that thing loosened up, and this is what we're going to have to endure the entire season. I know uh, him sporadically being out just to rest it up. You know, I'm, I'm assuming there's some swelling involved somewhere. Yep. Uh, but the longer this wears on, you know, instead of one day, it's going to be three days, and then five days, and then a week, and it could be at a point where you're neck and neck with some team for a wild card spot because unless the Mets completely collapse, they ain't catching the Mets. I'll tell you that now. No, this no. is all about the wild card. Now, I, I've yeah. totally given up on the division. Yeah. Like, totally. Wait, in June? Early June, you've given yes. up already? Oh, I, gave up, I, I gave up in May 1st. Yeah, division for sure. Oh, yeah, May what? 1st. For sure. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to give up just yet. Hey, I've let seen me throw, collapses happen. Let me yeah. throw this one at you. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, has retired after 17 NFL seasons. Well, the man played for 25 different teams, <laughs> you know, in his career. Yeah. Um, he's made his money probably 
probably one of the richest average quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. You know, 17 years, I mean, that's a long time, man. You know, you think about it. And I'm sure I'm sure it's based on the quality of life. He has a family. You know, how many kids does he have? He's got a lot. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> saying. That, dude, that dude's like Amish, man. He's like Amish people, man. He's just loading up the barn, man. He's like Philip Rivers, huh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's you know. quite Rivers-esque, but he's not far off. You know, and, and, and so you know what? You know, you have to look at yourself. I mean, you know, Barrett went through it, every athlete goes through it. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and come to a realization that it's time, as Chuck Noel like to say, it's time to move on with life's work. Seven kids. Seven? You've got three. Man, I'm trying to get rid of the three I got. He got seven? Three sons, four daughters. Seven. God bless him. Seven kids. Yeah, man. Golly. Yeah. yeah. My wife wanted five or six. Yeah. Uh, but the good Lord knew what he was doing when he stopped at three. That was it. That was it. When he stopped D-Gun in his tracks. Let me tell you what. If I had six kids, D-Gun would have been in jail. I'll tell you that now. D-Gun either would have been an absentee parent or been in jail. (laughs) I hear you, man. I I like playing man-to-man. Two works for me. All right. So, uh, (laughs) you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because I always tell people, people who have children and people who aspire to have kids, how many kids do you want? Oh, I want two, a boy and a girl. I say, you know what? That's all right. I say any 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 loving couple can. It's easy to play man to man defense. When you have three to more and you have to go to zone defense, that's when right. you find out what real parenting is all about. Right, I, listen, that's I, real yeah. parenting right there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to find out what it was. <laughs> so two's good, two's good. Did got the boy the, the rich man's family as they say a boy and a girl. So yeah. all right, well, let's uh, wow. we'll step aside. G Cobb's going to join us. We'll talk G. Talk a little uh, Eagles and. We'll get into our uh, our top five. Although I, I've expanded. Oh yeah. A little bit. You can't. AFC. No 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 no. You can't expand right. the list to deal no, with have, five. All right. I'll, then I can go That's with five. It. No. That's fine. No expansion. No 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 no. I got to tell you, there three three to five was tough for me. Yeah. Like, I didn't have I didn't have much of a problem with one two, but we'll we'll see how where everybody falls on this with the top five AFC quarterbacks. We'll talk to G about the Eagles as well when we get back. G was with us for the. Uh, for the draft stuff down there in Atlantic city. It was yeah. a lot of fun hanging out with G, but he'll join us when we get back. Remember two o'clock, we have Zach Berman from the athletic who covers the Eagles. And then at two 30, Joe Conklin, don't go anywhere. D gun B Brooks, R Ellis. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. All right. Finances. You don't want to mess around. This is not an area that you want to be guessing at, or you just want to kind of say, ah, I don't know. I'm just going to stay out, but I'll figure it out someday. No, someday is now. And the, you got to find the right person to trust with your finances. I found that person and it's Jim Murray. Jim Murray with Principal Financial is that guy for me, whether it's planning your 401k, whether it's figuring out exactly what you're going to be doing here, you know, retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, small business, you might need help with employee benefits. Jim can help you with all those things. For me personally, I entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be happier. He's also there as a sounding board for any kind of questions or any advice that you need. You can give a call today at 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also drop them uh, an email as well. At You can call, email Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take on this Thursday. Rob Ellis, D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Love talking to our next guest. He joins us. You can check out all of his work, gcob.com. My man, there he is. Former Eagle, former Lion. We won't say the other some of the other teams, uh, including some team down south that he played for. And by the way, trivia question, G, and you know this, but I'll throw this at, at Derek and Barrett. I'll ask them first. Do you know um, – who the Eagles traded to get G Cobb? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think we wow. got him stumped, G. I think we got him on this one, man. Wow, how about yeah, you, Barry? Let's see. Let's see. Consi- considering how old G Cobb is, I would say Y.A. Oh. Tittle. Are you going to do that? <laughs> You're going to do that to him before we even talk to him? Oh, Jeez. Hey. <laughs> this will be G's last appearance. He's done after that. Hey, hey I can take a joke. <laughs> Hey, I can give them out too. Uh, hey, G, come firing at these guys, man. Don't don't bend me. Don't be afraid. But it was Wilbert Montgomery. No yeah. kid about that, right. huh? Wow. Right, G, G, to walk yep. me through that day when you found out you were you because you had a a really good career with the Lions, man. Before you came, well, here. you know the, wow. the thing about it, you know, I was not a happy camper because um, in Detroit we had this guy named Russ Thomas. He was the GM and. He was ridiculous. So, you know, I'm telling if you don't want to pay me, get me out of here then, you know. So, so uh, you know, we got traded for Wilbert. Now, you know, and Wilbert and I have a same name. My middle name is Wilbert. Mm. Okay. That, that's a little nugget. But, um, but really, Wilbert, you know, um, 
in fairness, you know, he had some great, I mean, he carried the Eagles during his time and he yeah. wasn't necessarily a big back. I mean, I was just amazed at how Wilbert was able to take the pounding he did for the Eagles and everything. But it was, it was the kind of deal where I was ready to leave Detroit because I was tired of the dude, Russ Thomas. He didn't want to pay anybody. So I said, well, you can keep all these other dudes here, but I, I, I got to get paid. I'm mm. sorry. I got to get paid. So I came to Philly and uh, was here for three years. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty cool. People, a lot, little known fact there with, with G. Yep. But uh, so G, right. a couple couple things, man, to hit you with because we we were talking draft night when everything was going down and it was crazy, right. you know, et cetera. Yeah, you kind of sit back right now and you look at what what they've done is we're you know what are we a month and a half from camp or whatever it is, maybe a little more than that. But you know, and everything they've done this off season, and and how do you view kind of their stature now, where they are as a team that got into the playoffs and got beaten down pretty good by Tampa. To where yeah. they are now well it's just really amazing i mean and, and you got to give howie a lot of credit i mean i think howard howie is a better trader than he is a drafter and i think uh, in the in the draft you know he kind of did that that move with aj brown really just astonishing move yeah uh for them to get a guy who is 24 years old uh the the quality of a wide receiver as he is which is he, he creates a lot of problems for, for uh, leaving him one-on-one -on -one with the guy because I don't I know none of the DBs, you know, some of the DBs, you know, <laughs> you know, Barrett contested this, you know, you get to know guys on the team. DBs want picks, especially corners. They're looking for interceptions. They don't want to go out there and be one-on-one -on -one with a guy like A.J. Brown who is like a running back, strong, and you know every time you got to tackle him, you could get embarrassed. Mm. So – there's a lot of pressure uh, on, on DBs, but to get a, a receiver of the quality of A.J. Brown is, is really, I mean, outstanding move. And then, of course, you know, to wind up getting, you know, a corner mm. like, you know, James Bradbury. I mean, e extraordinary moves. You got to give Howie a lot of credit that he was able to secure two players. Now, you got Pro Bowl level players that you're able to acquire, which usually doesn't happen. You don't really get those guys. Uh, I mean, draft picks and young players, they're great, but you always got the question mark around them. And and really, I was over there looking at uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent. He's got the long arms, and he, he he's just a specimen. But that kid's got to get in shape. I was over there watching him. every After every play, he's taking his helmet off. You know, and, and asking for water. I'm going, See, dude. I'm going, yeah. See. <laughs> He's got to get in shape. But uh, this was right after the draft when I went over there and they were working out. So, you know, I'll give him that he probably was celebrating. And, you know, he he, he went the first round. You're going you're gonna to go with your boys. You're going to have a good time and everything. But now he's got to get serious. He's got to get to work and because he's got to learn how to be a pass rusher. He really didn't rush the passer at Alabama, uh, but he is an extraordinary athlete. You got an athlete who's he's got the long arms you want to see in a pass rusher, so he can reach a guy before you know. It's kind of like boxing. You know, they always used to have the they would talk about the length of the arms because reach the reach yeah. the reach is important. He's got the reach. He's mm -hmm. got the quickness. He has the athleticism and everything to be a great pass rusher. But that's what he's got to do because the NFL game is about throwing the ball. You got to affect the passer. And I think he can be developed into that, but he's got to get in shape. Got to learn to rush the passer. 
This is not Georgia anymore, buddy. You can't be standing at the line talking to the opposite lineman when they're throwing the ball. You're basically there going like, okay, well, I'm going to take this play off because they're throwing the ball. No, dude, you got to get some pressure on that quarterback. And I think he can be taught. He sounds like a good kid. I think they could uh, they could get it done. But that's what he got. He's, he's mm-hmm. a development. Uh, I look at uh, Dean. I think he's more ready to play right now. He thinks like a NFL linebacker. He's talking about, you know, the the uh, the uh, habits of a, an offense. You got to study an offense. What do they like to do in different situations? What do like they like to do when they're backed up and it's third and long? Where do they go with, to the ball? Who do they look for when it's let's say they're in the red zone and it's a big play? There's certain guys they're going to get the ball to. He talks like that. So he thinks like that. I think he's ready to play. Uh, Right away. So I feel good about their draft. Uh, I even like that young center that they got. He's he's much bigger than Jason Kelsey, but he can move. And, you know, I I like the way he was talking. I mean, he's he's a worker. He's physical. And, you know, that line is the best part of their team. So I I like what they did. I mean, really, they had a great, great offseason when – when going into the draft, I was not not happy with what Howie had done. He hadn't gotten the wide receiver. He didn't get the cornerback, but he ended up getting both. Mm. So, Howie, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, G, let me let me ask you this, G. I'm glad you brought up Nicobe Dean. What do you make of how before the draft, all of a sudden, it comes out that he has this pec injury, and he was he was rated as a first round pick. Uh, going into the draft, all of a sudden he slips all the way to the third round. Now, either 31 other teams know something the Eagles don't know or the Eagles got it right with their medical staff checking him out. So so what do you make of the way Dean went from being a high-profile pick to sliding down the board? Well, you know, I, I've seen this happen before, you know, and I can't say that I'm I definitely know what's going on, but I feel good about the fact that the Eagles feel good about him physically they you know and he looked healthy over there at the practice he's moving and everything so he looked fine and I think it was a case probably uh some people were putting out some you know whatever rumors and sometimes they get started and you don't know where they start at but I I feel good about him but I definitely think you know we're going to find out we're going to keep an eye on him but he looked healthy I, I you know I went over there to the practice he looked fine he's moving good Every, everything looked good to me. So I, I think that, that uh, from what he said was the doctors looked at him and he said he knew he didn't need to get surgery. They had told him he didn't need to get any surgery. And maybe there's some miscommunication or something that happened in that way. But mm-hmm. kid looked good uh, over there at the at the practice. So I think the Eagles, uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't want to do that unless their doctors gave them the thumbs up. So mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go ahead and say that the the Eagles doctors were doing their job and maybe there were some teams that um, didn't do their job and maybe we're, we're trying to, you know, trying to maneuver to get him maybe later on in that in that round. Who knows? Mm. But it, it smells, you know, and ho- hopefully. Right. <laughs> you know, Shady, some, the, some went down with Shady. You're right. You're right. Yeah, some, some, some ain't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I don't know who said what to who, but. I don't think somebody was honest because the, the kids, he said he he's fine, you know, so we will see. 
What do you what do you make of this um these defensive selections kind of pointing pointing towards more of a thirty front, you know, with you know three down linemen as opposed to four down linemen? You know, yeah. you think that's going to be their base, or you think four down is still going to be their base defense? I, I think they're going to be changing it up. Uh, I, I I don't know which one way they will go. That will be the prominent part, but we're going to see more thirty front uh, because when you go, look at the size that they have, they can definitely be very imposing and. You know, they really play a lot of, you know, they play some of that bear. You know, I played for Buddy Ryan, so I know about the bear defense where you've got really five defensive linemen. you got five guys could go at the, the quarterback. See, but with a guy like Reddick, when you've got guys that are standing up, that could be linebackers or they could be pass rushers. They could, they could, they could play the pass or they could play, they could um, rush the passer. So you've got guys like that are versatile. It really allows them to really give some different looks. Now, I was looking at them last year, when they got aggressive, they played a lot of that five-man front where they had the big the, – the, they had the three guys on the interior where they would want to cover up the center and the two guards and leave the tackles um, out there where they kind of got them in space where they got speed coming around the corner and they, can, they got power coming up the middle. Uh, I think they want to play that. I think that we're going to see some of that with Davis and Cox and those guys they have in the middle. And then they've got, you know, linebackers that can roam behind them like Dean. So I think we're going to see a, a lot of that 30 front, you know, and, and we're going to see some of that, um, you know, Buddy used to play, you know, that 46 look, you know, that uh, yeah, where you're you able to mix things up. And what this is going to allow them, they can be very aggressive. The thing about it is you need corners if you're going to do that. Because you're going to leave them man to man, you know, yep. quite a bit of the time. Yep. Now they have the people to do that. They didn't have that last year, but now when you you bring Bad Bradbury in there, now you've got two outstanding corners that can play man to man. So they can get very aggressive when they want to, and then they can drop back and play zone when they want to. It really gives Gannon a chance. He really can mix a lot of things up. I, I really want to see them. Really get after people at times, you know. Really put that pressure on them with that pass rush and, and be smothering. And then at times, you know, you'd be more conservative. Uh, but I think he's got a chance to really mix things up. And I, I think it's exciting. I know everybody's been talking about the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, that's why it's so extraordinary that you have two players like Bradbury. Come on. What are you, Giants, you got to be out of your mind. How, how do you just let this guy get loose? What, what, that's mismanagement. And then with mm -hmm. AJ Barrett, I mean, with uh, AJ Brown, I got to ask Tennessee, like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Usually, you know, quality players, especially at the positions they play now, because the passing game is what the NFL is about. And both of those guys, uh, very much, they affect the passing game. And they're, you know, players that are very valuable that the Eagles were able to get two of them. Gee, two two part question on uh, Marcus Epps. They they seem to really like him. Now, I, I know some of that could be smokescreen. Yet you almost have to say it because it looks like the one area where they they are a little bit light. Yeah. A, do you believe them? And B, can you live with the safety setup that they have right now, considering all the other parts on the defensive side? Well, you know, I, I, I think that they would like to have have more experience back there, you know. Uh, but I, I like Epps. I like things that I thought he um, he caught my eye a number of times last year. You know, he's 
he's a kid that will come up and tackle, you know. And, you know, some guys, you know, uh, where you have back in the secondary, you can tell they do not want to tackle, you know. He's not like that. He's a guy that was very aggressive. And I, I like the way he was making adjustments. He's smart. And so I, I saw a promise in him. So I could understand him, you know, uh, really thinking and, and willing to give him an opportunity to really show how good it can be. Because I think I, I saw him stand out last year. But, you know, you would like to have a little bit more experience there where if he doesn't pan out or you would have more depth. But uh, I like Epps, and I, I think he's going to show well. And um, I, I think he's going to get better and better as the more he plays. So I, I, I like the fact that they're they're going to give him um, a good shot. And uh, but I, I you know it's you can't help but be excited about what they have done because when you add you know quality people uh, that they have done and you know I don't know uh, maybe how he's got some kind of a coin he carries around or something. <laughs> But things sure, <laughs> things sure worked out well for him. I mean, they really have worked out well for them. And now it's all about, you know, how well Jalen Hurts uh, plays, you know, because they've got all the pieces there. You know, he's, and I, you know, I, and I seem like he's, he seems like he likes the opportunity, you know, that he doesn't run from the, the challenge and he's, He's, he's used to being in the spotlight, so I think he can handle that. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I mean, talking about that safety position, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Um, it might be Marcus Epps, and um, I think Kayvon Wallace has a, a, a unique opportunity to even play in front of Harris. I don't think Harris is as good as these young guys, man. So, I mean, it's you know, you, everybody's saying you know, Harris is a starter. Yeah, you know, don't don't think you know anything less of Kayvon, you know, Kayvon Wallace because I didn't think Anthony Harris played as well as I thought he was gonna play, you know, when uh -huh. he played in in in, in Minnesota. So uh, yeah, now know, I, now I would agree with that. The only thing about Kayvon Wallace is can't stay healthy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I haven't heard anything from him. I mean, yeah, you know, he's got to, he's got to show me something, and I have really haven't seen anything from him. So that's. That's the thing about him is, you know, I was, I've been looking for a promise from him, you know, and just looking, but he could get an opportunity, you know, but the thing is now in the NFL, because the way they have changed things where you don't work as much during the preseason and, and everything, it's almost like, you know, you uh, really, you do a lot of things like during the season, meaning a guy doesn't really get a, you don't get a chance to find out whether he can play or not until it's in the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how you know young kid like Wallace, if he's able to step in the bright lights and and Philly's a tough place to debut in. Yeah. <laughs> so so if you're not sure about what you're doing, and you know, and you look shaky, you're going to hear about it. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear that you are shaky. You know, and and so some guys, um, you know, they can't take the they can't take the noise. You know, so. Philly's a kid's got to be a tough-skinned kid. That I mean, that's why I like, you know, Jalen Hurts. That's one thing about him is he's tough enough for Philadelphia. You know, I mean, look at all of the talk about him and everything. He's not, you know, you know, he's not um, frazzled by it. Uh, he's able to deal with it. And I think that that's the thing that, uh, that he could end up flourishing here. And the reason being is because 
Uh, all of the noise doesn't bother him. He can he can take it. And, you know, being in Alabama, Oklahoma, where football is king in both of those places, you know, he was ready for this. Yeah, I, gee, I, I don't doubt the intangible. Where would you put yourself in terms of confidence that he can be, take it to that next level? Would you say believer, non-believer, or are you in the wait and see uh, line? <laughs> door number three, if you will. Hey, I got to be door number three, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, even though, you know, I – um. I like all those intangibles, you know, really love uh, the qualities he has. The whole thing is, can he see the field and, and and does he, you know, come up where you see the marquee quarterbacks, they come up to the line, they know what you're in, right. you know, yep. they know what you're in. You know, you look at the, those top like guys, I mean, and so uh, that's what I want to see, you know, him do that. But I really have, I really feel good about him because the kid works, man. He, mm. He, he wants it. He's willing to work. He's not over somewhere crying about what people are saying. You know, he's ready. And I, I think he can deal with all of it. So I think he's going to flourish, but he's still got to prove it to me because, you know, I haven't seen it on the level that you're going to need to in order to, because, you know, after this year, he's going, you know, what well, you got to give him 40 million a year, 30? It's decision time. It's decision time contract you know? wise. Yep. So, so they're going to have to write a check. So if you're going to write a check, you know, you're going to be sure. So um, I think he's got a great opportunity. Uh, he's going to be working with people he's very familiar with. He's, he's going to be in this offense for the second year. I know he's been going into offense after offense after offense every year. It's been changing. So I feel good about it. I think that uh, he's going to make me a believer. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I, I feel good about the kid. So uh, I'm, I'm interested and anxious to see what happens because we got a lot of a lot of good things could happen. I mean, really, this team's got a tremendous potential. And we're going to find out about Nick Sirianni, too, because, you know, he's kind of on – he's on the seat – on the hot seat, too, because he's got – we got all these players. We want to see you do – we want to see you, uh, you know, do a great job of, you know, running an offense. Uh, you know, what is he going to attack from week after week? And, you know, they got that running game, but now they got all these receivers, got weapons – we, we want to see what you do with it. Hey, G, how do you feel about their running back situation? Are you okay with it, or do you think they need to go out and get another proven back, a bigger type back for short yardage situations? Uh, I could see them looking for a guy like that. They probably uh, might have their eye on somebody already that you see uh, whether this person's going to get released or not because you, you've got enough backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield you know, and um, and Miles is going to get a chance to really show himself. Uh, you know, I, I don't think regardless of how well he plays, I don't think Miles is probably going to end up re-signing here uh, because I think the Eagles are going to continue with that uh, running back by committee because it's a lot less expensive mm-hmm. and investing in running backs uh, doesn't prove to be a good, wise move. If you don't believe in the ask the Giants, you know, you know, use one of those top picks on a guy that gets hurt. But um, – I could see them getting a uh, a big back, you know, uh, somebody's got some experience, but they probably will be able to to, to look at some guys because people will get released, uh, guys with some experience, but that's what they probably would like to have, a guy with some size and, and some experience so that uh, when they get in situations, you know, late in the season, you can put somebody in there that you know is going to pick up the blitz, uh, somebody that can – Hang on to the football. They're not going to be putting the ball on the ground. Uh, they're they're um, 
they're, they're mistake free because uh, you know they can lean on that line, and and really that right. line has shown us that regardless of who you put behind them, he's gonna get he's gonna get yardage yep. because they're gonna do a good job of blocking. So uh, they've invested in the line. I don't think they're going to invest in the backs, and I think we're going to see more of this in the NFL, uh, which is a unique thing too. Which is uh, is can you pay the quarterback and the receivers? You know, if you look at some teams that said no, really, you know, like Tennessee said no. Um, and you look at um, Kansas City said you can play the quarterback. You can't pay the quarterback and the receivers, you know. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how all that works out because if you do have marquee players at different positions, can you pay everybody? You know, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how all that works out. But I don't think the Eagles are going to be – uh, paying any running backs, big bucks. They're going to do it by committee because I think that's the way Howie has seen that it's worked for them. I think that's what we're going to see here. And it's going to be interesting to see how other teams, how they put their team together and who they decide to pay and who they decide to let walk. Hmm. That's definitely, man, because the new modern uh, NFL, man, they're just paying these quarterbacks so much money. And now they're going with these, um, you know, these, these, wide receivers making you know over a hundred million that's I mean that's to me I never thought that that would be the time when back when we played G the running backs were getting that type of money well not as much but they were the highest selling tickets you know what I'm saying? that and, and the left right. tackles yep so, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed you know and it's um it's very interesting but you know I was talking to some NFL people and and we we were we were uh talking about that and you know they were uh we're talking about the whole thing with 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 the way who's being paid and the way teams are are, are making their decisions about it because you know to, to let a guy like AJ Brown walk you know that's that's a that's a decision that they they've made and you know they got a big time running back that they're paying too but um it's going to be interesting cuz after this season the Eagles are going to have to make a big decision right yeah, you know? no, there's no doubt. Gee, what, what do you make of uh, a lot of turnover in the front office for, for what appears to be a really nice run here in terms of drafts and personnel moves like we just talked about? There have been a lot of guys headed out the door, man. And more than just, hey, they're getting better gigs, it feels like there's a lot of shakeup there. What, what do you make of that? Well, I think that you, you've got a situation where, you know, uh, people think the Eagles have good people, you know, so – They've got their eye on them. And I think that when you have um, uh, guys leave out and have success, uh, you know the way it is with teams, uh, with players, where if uh, a team is known for having quality players as a certain position, well, when those people uh, become available, those players come available, teams will jump on them. So I think that the Eagles have gotten a reputation for having quality people. Um, the, the, the GM that's over at Cleveland, you know, he, he's doing a good job. He was here. I, I forget his name right offhand. Um, uh, Barry, Andrew Barry. Yeah, Andrew yeah, Barry. Yeah. And, and I remember he's here. Andrew but he Barry, was yep. young and he was sharp. And he was here. He goes to Cleveland. You know, they haven't played as well as they would like to and everything. But they have put together, he's put together a lot of talent over there. So I think. Teams look at that and they see a guy like uh, him immediately come out and all of a sudden he's a GM and he's having success. 
So I think that uh, they look at the Eagles and they say, boy, you know, what, what about some of those other guys over there? So I think it makes all them more attractive and really puts ho- a pressure on Howie because he's, you know, that's not his strength, evaluating talent and all that. Uh, but he's got to go out and get other people. So it, it definitely wasn't something good. You don't like to see that, especially for the, before the draft, because, you know, you've been sitting around preparing with this guy or guys, and then all of a sudden now they're on another team, you know, and they got your information. Yep. They know what you're thinking about different players. And, and so um, it's not something you like, but, you know, the Eagles are going to have, they're going to have to find other people. I mean, it's, it's tough, but if, if anything, it's kind of a compliment because they're saying that we think you guys are going out getting quality people and everything, but uh, it, you know, you, you, you got to replace them. It, it's just part of the job. But, no you know, question. I don't like the fact that they do it right before the draft. They, they, they need to make that illegal. I think that they need to uh, put something in where uh, after a certain point, you know, you can't change teams right before the draft. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's really, uh, what do you say, dirty pool or whatever you want to call it? That, that, that's, that's bad business. That's sneaky. You know, the, the teams that are doing that, you know, they're getting all the information because you're sitting with these guys talking about this player, that player. You know, all your evaluations, you got your whole board. And now this guy says he's going to get up and sign with with one of your opponents. And he knows all the board you put together, all the evaluations you have of your players. He knows how you feel about your whole team and everything. Now, immediately, he's with the with the opponent. Uh, That's that's something that, uh, you know, they need to change that. You know, uh, I think I'll. I'm going to send a little text to Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. Come on, G, step up. Make it happen, man. No, I, can't happen. I, can't, I can't say I could do that, but I, I could say something. You know, so. I hear you. Well, well G, I know you, you pay attention to all the sports locally, and you were a hell of a baseball player back in your day. Uh, I got to ask you, what is happening with the Phillies, man? This has been beyond ugly. I mean – and they're off today, thankfully, but this has been pretty so far. What do you make of what's going on there? Well, you know, the thing is you see certain things that they do that's just not sound baseball, you know. Um, you know, pitcher not covering first base. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. you know, they, they they drill you on these things. That's fundamental. And, and right. just really right. a lot of a bad fielding, you know. Uh, it, it looks like the Phillies, like every time, you know, they get a ball hit, you know, they don't want to even turn and see what happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> pitchers, pitchers is looking forward. They don't want to know yeah, what's I mean, happening behind them. <laughs> you, you got butchers out there. Just yeah. flat out, the guys are butchered. I mean, you know, what you you can't call off a ball. I mean, you guys are sitting out. That's like little league stuff mm-hmm. where ball a fly ball is hit. Call it authoritatively. Hey, I got this. I got this. The center fielder, you know, he he can take over. Well, then take over. But if he's tentative. You know, I got it. I got it. He's not sure. Then you know, the guy, <laughs> I mean, I, I got it. No. Gee, you I mean, weren't you weren't doing that at USC, man. You were calling guys off, correct? No, come on. You, yeah. you, you, you got to be assertive, you know, yeah. and, and and to not see that, and you see you lose games over things like right. that, you know. Uh, when when they do, I mean, they they got a pretty good, you know, starting pitching. Um, sometimes you wonder, you know, what's going to happen, whoever they're bringing in from the bullpen, but. Oof. Uh, and, and then, you know, I, I got to I got to say that Girardi, come on, man. You know, I don't I don't appreciate the job he's done. You know, no. it, 
they 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 just um you know and you thought he would become over so confident you know bringing the you know his old uh what he's done with the Yankees and come over there he, he's really kind of been disappointing you know because you haven't seen the confidence you haven't had him come out and talk to the guys and chastise guys get them in line you know but because you know just butcher games like that because I don't know I mean just look at how many games they've you know butchered just dumb baseball you know <laughs> like you're looking at a um you know a double a team mm -hmm. you know with the way that they play the game you know uh, yeah how about fielding the ball and getting in front of the ball yeah, you know basics. just simple stuff you know yeah, yeah. come on yeah, man yeah. you know that's nah, bad it's bad, it's bad. You know, but G, you're good, man. And we appreciate you very much. GCOM.com. Always. Check it out. Always great information there. G, we're looking forward to talking to you again, man. Thanks for a couple minutes. My Always pleasure. Hey, good appreciate talking you, to you, bro. Guys. Hey, be good. Sincerely appreciate you. Yeah, be good, G. Thanks, man. I love talking to G. Guys, G played football and baseball at USC. Yeah. He, he Get out of here. Stud yeah. athlete. Stud. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he was. That's crazy, isn't he? Came over for Wilbert Montgomery. How about that trade? That's, that's a great trivia question. Pretty man. amazing, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, so we'll come back, guys. We'll mix in a little hoops. Uh, I got some Sixer stuff for you because something something broke well for them yesterday, which we'll talk about when we get back. Two o'clock, Zach Berman. We'll talk about the elevation of Julian Laurie, who is Jeffrey Laurie's son, and what he's going to be doing for the organization. The heir apparent. Yeah, the heir apparent. Will he be the successor, and 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 when will that take place? 2.30, Joe Conklin, the man of a thousand voices. He's going to be joining us. We've got all kinds of stuff in store. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. All right, it's time for me to let you know about the great people at Pro Action Restoration. Yeah, if you're a home or business owner, you own a property, whatever the case may be, look, the last thing you want is for you to have issues with water or smoke or fire or whatever. Worst case scenario, but guess what? Stuff happens. So you got to be prepared and they are on call 24 seven to help you. I've been through it on a personal level and I know they got out there quickly, promptly took care of business, cleaned it up and presented me with a very reasonable price. And the best part is the crew is clean, professional, you name it. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They served the tri-state area for more than two decades, 24 years. In fact, they've been doing it. And they will work in conjunction with your insurance company, which is a key. Again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, whatever you need, they can handle it. That's ProAction Restoration. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. Or you can email them at ProActionRestoration.com. Field of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Three hours of power we provide each and every day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Interesting uh, NFL. We'll get to the Sixers in a second, guys. And, and Zach Berman's going to hop on at 2, Joe Conklin at 2.30. But uh, comings and goings in the NFL. We mentioned earlier Ryan Fitzpatrick retiring. But also Landon Collins uh, being released is now available for the Eagles to potentially jump on would seem to make a little gunner you're muted but it seemed to make a little bit of sense here for uh for the squad to jump on i know there's been some debate uh gunner what do you what are you thinking about collins he sucks you know he, <laughs> he, flat out, he sucks how do you really feel see he he had a couple of good years when he came out he was a high first round draft pick he was he, stu- he stunk with the giants yep. and if, if ron if ron rivera gets rid of you you gotta be bad you know because landing collins hasn't been good since his second or third year in the league. And so why would you put him back there? I think he would be more of a liability than an asset if you bring him in. Now, obviously, you can get him dirt cheap at this point because he's in the twilight of his career, and he just wants to play with somebody. So you could get him for a veteran minimum, basically with a few incentives here and there. But he's not the kind of guy I want back there. I'm plain and simple. He's only 28, which is crazy. It feels like he's older than that, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Well, there lies a problem. He's He's not a safety anymore. He's that hybrid linebacker safety. Yeah, Yeah, he's a will linebacker esque type of player now. Mm -hmm. He's a box player. I mean, a box safety slash backer. Um, He's only played twenty games the last two years, by the way. Right, 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 right. So, right. So, I I just think at at this point, 
if you're talking about running the system again, is going to run. He could fit in it actually. He really okay. could fit in it because he wouldn't be a deep safety. He would be a guy that's going to be in in the box, covering tight ends, covering um, running backs, the occasional wide receiver every once in a while. But he'd be more so a run supporter more than anything. And then you know, just like G said, they're going to run that fifty front, which is a three down front. You just have um, you just have um, the nose would probably be Davis. Then on the outside, I mean, on the inside, over the goal, both guards, you have Javon Hargraves and Fletcher Cox over the guards. Mm-hmm. We call it a bear front or a Navajo front. Then on the outside, that's where you had your your um, linebacker slash rush-in type of guys like Hassan Reddick and maybe uh, Patrick Johnson or Kyron Johnson, you know, a kid from Kansas, you know, and, and Patrick Johnson, you know, I think he went to um, – Tulane or something like that. LSU, LSU. Yeah, I think it was LSU. Yeah. So he—that's the type of guy that you know. That's that, those are on the outside. Those guys. No, he went Patrick Johnson. He went to. Tulane. He was Tulane. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I was in the right state. Right, 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 right church, <laughs> wrong pew. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's that's he's that that hybrid type of guy that's a, a rush end slash linebacker, mm-hmm. just like you know the other Johnson is Kyron Johnson is. Which is exactly what Hassan Reddick is. So you it, you take it you take a sniff, Barrett, but Derek, you want no parts, right? Is that is that kind of where you guys I'm are? Like at? Mike, I'm, I'm like Mike Singletary. Can't win with him. Can't play for me. Can't win. <laughs> Can't, with do, him. It. Can't, Can't do, do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I, I would I would consider it on on the cheap with zero expectation. Like I'm not depending on him to come in here and make any kind of impact. But I I, I think Barrett makes an interesting point in that. This, the defense they're probably going to be playing would probably suit his skill sets, even though he's not the same guy. He's nowhere near the same guy that came out of that came out of Bama. He, he was. He's, you he's guys remember when he was coming he was out, man? Hit. He was highly touted. I know yeah. he went a little later than people yep. thought, but he was he was a beast in college. He's a big hitter, but he's also big injury prone. And he, yes, you he know, is. you know, anytime you talk about a big hitter, you also have big misses. He missed a lot because he was always trying to get the kill shot. Yep. So he missed a lot of tackles as well. And, you know, his last year with, with the Giants, you know, was so-so. And then his three years in Washington, uh, he really didn't do a whole lot. You know, yep. so, um, you know, I think I think he may find a home in the NFL. But if, I want, if I'm looking for a safety to, you know, to plug a gap in a crack in the wall, that's not who I want in the back end of my, my secondary. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Makes sense. Uh, let me throw a little Sixers at you guys because we talked about the NBA Finals being tonight. Uh, the the Brooklyn Nets had a an, a decision to make yesterday, and they decided that they were going to defer the first round pick that came over in the Harden deal to 2023. So the Sixers will have their pick in the first round this year, which is 23rd overall. They don't have any second rounders, so that's kind of key that at least you have something, whether that's a pot sweetener or someone you're going to take and use there. You know, whatever the case may be, it's nice to at least have something. So they will have this year. And the and Brooklyn will own next year's. They've made the decision. Brooklyn did yesterday. So well, I mean, yeah, good, good. Um, at this point, we need something from this deal that's positive. Mm. We got nothing out of this deal that's been positive just yet. We got the first six games, and after that, it's been hell. You know what I'm saying? So at least we'll get some positive out of it. I mean, you know, look what we got. You know, two years ago, you know, um, Maxi. You know, we got Maxi was the twenty second pick. Well, that that was a great um, draft day. Not only do you get Maxi, you make the trade to get uh, Seth Curry, 
comes yep. over. Uh, the, the, he, Maury had a day that day. He had a big day that day. So I hope we can get a player out of that. All right. Well, I got some. I got some will questions for you guys regarding the Sixers. Will. All right. Will Joel Embiid win a title as a Sixer? No. Wow. No. No. I, I, I'm. I, I'm gonna have to say no. Also, because I think right now I'm, I said within the next two years they're gonna blow all this up, whether you know he wins or not. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to be traded or, you know, allowed to go where he wants to go. I don't think he will either. I hate saying it, but I'm just the reality of the situation of the, of the of the personnel that's around him, the right. reality of his injury situation. It, it just feels to me like it's going to be one of those eras we look back on and say, man, what a great player. But well, there's always going to be a but. Yes. But they couldn't get any further than the second but, round. They couldn't get any further than whatever. And, and that's Charles. But Charles. Charles is a butt guy. But Iverson, yes, yeah, we, yeah. it's been, Barrett, it's been butts since 1983, man. Been a lot of butts, been a lot of J Lo uh, since 1983. You know <laughs> J Lo, I love it. Just a saying, J Lo, a lot of Shakira, a lot of J Lo. I, think, I you know, think they would have to tear Kim this Kardashian. thing down too much. Yeah. They would have to tear this thing down too much and rebuild it. And by that time, you know, like like Barrett says, you know, the Sixers may think is maybe we need to move away from Embiid and find something different and start over. Um, I think they're, they're strapped too much right now with a lot of what they already have to where they can't. you can't just tear it down and rebuild it. You can sporadically sprinkle in pieces here and there and hope that it gels. Maybe, maybe that could work. But I, I don't think in this current state, Joel Embiid will come close to sniffing a title in Philadelphia. As long as you have Milwaukee and Boston in front of you in the East, and then, of course, the likes of, of the Phoenix and the Golden States in the West, I think there's too many stumbling blocks. You look at how those teams are built uh, in the East defensively as well as uh, athletically. In the West, athletically alone, I just don't think the Sixers will ever get past any one of those stumbling blocks to, w- to win a title, an NBA title. You know, going back to what you were talking about, the draft, they have the 23rd pick. I would have a deal in place. First of all, I would hold it 23rd pick because you do need to get some younger bodies. Maybe there's, and you know, the way the draft falls, who knows? Maybe somebody slips through the crack that you weren't thinking about. You look at a guy like Giannis. Giannis was on the board till the 15th pick. Right. The Bucks got him. And now people are probably kicking themselves for not taking a Giannis as he's become one of the most dominant forces in the game today. You know, who, who knows? A player might slip through the crack who might be that perfect player. Where was Jordan? Where was Jordan Poole drafted? Yeah, you know, for well, Golden State, who the, you know, who's Jordan Poole? Never well, heard of him. Derek, you're right. And what happens is those teams take those guys who maybe aren't quite yes. there, and they get them yes. better. They get them yes. better. And and look, I'll give the Sixers credit. Maxi obviously improved a ton from year Absolutely. one year two, and he and I give him a lot of credit because I know that dude works his tail off. Okay, yes. regardless, that's a great great pick. He's, he's <laughs> but there's too few of those examples for the Sixers of of those guys. Like we I, we we talked about last week on the show, Jaden Springer. Last year's first round pick, right? Oh, I mean, does, right. Has, has right. anybody has anybody seen this guy besides his family? You know, that's I mean, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is going on here? So they have to get better. All right. So off of Embiid, same one more Embiid will question: Will he be a Sixer? In will he finish his career as a Sixer? No, no, no. I don't think so either. No, I, don't, I think this. I think if no. this doesn't get, if they don't make a deep run, this upcoming season the rumblings are really going to grow 
about you know where this right. ends up with right. him. All right. right, all right. I'll go. I'll move on to the to, with the will questions. Will James Harden get an extension this summer? Ooh, no, Barry. No, no, no extension. So. so he no. plays. He'll opt in at forty-seven. Just play this year with no extension. Yep. Okay. D gun. Wow. I I hate to do this, but I'd have to agree with Barrett here. I don't think he gets an extension. It pains me to agree with Mr. Brooks, but I'm in line with Mr. Brooks in this case. Um, I think it would be in the best interest of the 76ers. The fact that this man automatically gets $47 million, good Lord, for 2022-23 is a travesty in itself, but it is what it is. Um, I think he plays under this contract one more year, and that's it. If I'm the 76ers, he doesn't come close to sniffing an extension in my organization. I wouldn't extend him, but I think they will extend him. Don't I say it. Don't I, say I, it. I, I do. I do, Derek. I'm telling you, man. Oh I, and I think it's going to be at least three years, and I think it's going to be in the 30, 30 to $35 million range. He's I, unhappy I, right now, man. He's unhappy. So why would he want to come back when he's unhappy? But what the the first I, I guess Barrett the first thing I would say to that is who's got the kind of bread that he's he's going to take care of him more than that and Daryl Morey loves him I just think that combination uh, man, uh, I I truly believe that combination it gets those oh please I I hope both of you guys are right oh. I, I I don't I don't have a good feeling where this is headed with that so that is a, that is a one will Doc Rivers be the Sixers coach in the 23-24 season not 22-23 23-24 so Ooh. after this year um, yes yeah, so cuz it's last year on his contract right uh i think he has 3 left then he signed was, a fi- i thought it was wow. 5 years it I'll, was I'll 5 check. years yeah let me check it let me check it if he doesn't get past the second round next year they will make a move and bring in somebody else. <clears throat> but a lot of it may not even be his fault, depending on where the, the roster is structured. It may not even be his fault in a lot of cases. But if if they don't get past the second round, they will look at him as a scapegoat hmm. and to get him out of here and to bring somebody else in. He's got three years left. Uh, he's got the, tw- the upcoming <clears throat> 23 season and then 24 and then 25. So he's got three years left. I say yeah at eight million a year. I say yes. I agree with Derek. I think if they don't make, if they don't get past the second, if it looks like this year and they don't get past yeah. the second round, I think Josh Harris will eat that coin and and he'll be gone. And he'll, I think he'll be happy to go somewhere else. But I think that's the way it shakes out. I, uh, keep your eye on the Utah thing, guys. I'm just telling you. I like. I think it's more, very very likely that Doc is the coach next year. I'm not. I think it's hey, Utah. Wow. But but Danny Ainge is out there. Ainge and Doc won a championship together yep. in Boston. Ainge is a huge fan of Doc's. I I don't think Utah's a great situation either. I, I think they're a team that, that's like can't go any further in the West, kind of like the Sixers are here. But I'm just telling you, just watch Utah a little bit. It's interesting. If Quinn Snyder doesn't come back, which he may not come back, I think that's one to, to watch. All right. Uh, let me throw another one at you. Will Daryl Morey be the Sixers GM? In the 23-24 season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I think so too. Yes. Um, yes, because Doc Rivers is on silly uh, is on Dan Silio's show tomorrow at 3 30 on What? Okay. How did right. Dan get him and we didn't get him? How's that yeah. possible? That's a good get. 
I'm going to give Dan props, man. Dan gets some incredible guests on this yeah, show. Yeah, man. Good good work by Sills. Sills coming up at 3 o'clock. But yeah, wow. okay, so I think we're all in agreement. We all think he's back. He'll be here in 23-24 as the yes. architect. Yes, I agree. I, yeah, I'll agree I, with I, that. And, and I, I, I don't think that he's done this year. I think he makes some major moves still this year going into the season. By, by I, 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 would, I would venture to say that by October that we'll have one more player an outside shooter, along with Harden, that uh that might get us over the top. That was uh, yeah, and that it's funny, uh, Barrett. That was going to be my last one for you guys. Will he star hunt this off season, and will he land one of those stars? So you say yes. Yes. Okay, Gunner. And I'm I, ta- I'm not talking some role player. I mean, a, you know, a heavy hitter type. You think he'll land one of those guys? Ooh, see, yeah. I think I think because they have to pay that Harden Harden at forty seven million, it's going to handcuff them to a certain degree. I think they are, they're more inclined to find some role players uh, to come in here and help this team. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you get the right role players, oh, there's I'd nothing okay wrong with that. With that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they can find another Seth Curry, you know, uh, uh, somebody who's got a little pit bull mentality, like a Marcus Smart, somebody like that, um, so, like, like a PJ um, for, for Miami. Tucker, uh, yeah, I, PJ I, Tucker. Yeah. PJ Tucker. I have no problem with that. I don't know if the I don't know if this current cap situation will allow them to go out and get a so-called star marquee player. To okay, be interesting. Hey, I I, I, could, but. I misspoke. Doc's on today with with Dan. Oh, it's today. Yeah, today at three thirty. Okay. So my okay. bad on that. So it will be today. Program reminder: today at three thirty. Doc Rivers. Look, we don't we don't mess around here on Jacob Sports uh, YouTube Network. We don't mess around. I mean, you just look at what we we fire out there. I mean, Andy Reid. Brian Dawkins, Howie Roseman, Sterling Sharp, Lane Johnson, you know, the, the, the Hugh Douglas, the list just goes on, man, every single every single day on, on the shows. But anyway, so, all right, that's interesting. So I'm more inclined, like Barrett, I think he's going to star hunt. Star landing is a different story. I, I think yeah. the challenge is going to be landing one of those guys with some of the cap issues they have. I would be fine if you could get yourself at least two shooters, easier said than done. And, and you have to get toughness. And in, in that package comes a rebounder. Because if they don't get a rebounder, man, it's not going to matter. They are a horrible rebounding team. And, and that's – I don't think we talk about it nearly enough. Embiid's a good rebounder, which he should be for seven foot two. But other than that, they don't rebound. They really don't. Harden's an okay rebounder um, for a guard because he has decent size. But the, but Tobias is a way inconsistent rebounder. Well, look, let me ask you this then. Yeah. Just, just looking at um, the trade. Yeah. I'm almost inclined to say that I would have been better. I I, I I think we'd have had more worth and got farther in the playoffs if we'd have kept the two guys we had and sent just Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? And, and, or just, yeah. let him, just let him sit on the bench. Yeah. It, it's, not it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. I'm telling you, man, if you had Curry and you had a, a quality backup in Drummond, especially <clears> when he yeah. went down with the injury, I, I think you could have gotten out of that Miami series potentially. Absolutely. I mean, because yeah. – I mean. Ben Simmons, just sit his ass on the bench like he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about him playing. Just go forward, man. And I think that we would have, we would have went a lot far. I think we would have beat, we'd have beaten Miami because yeah. Curry alone, his shooting alone, man. And there were times when Green got hot. Yeah. And you know, along with Curry, I mean, it had been a, it had been a nice little threat from the outside. It opened things up. Well, I think, and and I, I don't disagree with you, Barrett. I, but in fairness, I I was in favor of the deal when it went down. I was, I, and I, I, it. But in watching him up close and personal, I don't want to compound this thing by extending hard. <laughs> I don't. 
Uh, you know, if you you're, look, you don't have any choice this year. The choice this year is up to him if he wants to opt in. That's fine. I can live with that. Don't make it worse by extending him and justifying the trade. And I feel like more <clears throat> is going to justify making that trade for him. And that's why they're going to extend him. I hope I'm wrong. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Me too. Mm. I hope yep. you're wrong also. Uh, all right. So we come back. Won't be the first time for sure. <laughs> uh, when we come back, Zach Berman from the Athletics is going to join us. We'll talk to Zach about a number of different things. Some of the things we touched on with G, just the, the makeup of this team and how good they are going into the, the 2022 season, but also the elevation of, of Julian Lurie, Jeffrey Sun, and what that means ultimately, what his role is going to be, how quickly is, is that transition going to be made, how that relationship is going to work with Howie Roseman and all the turnover in the front office as well. So we have Zach at 2, 2.30, Joe Conklin. Uh, and by the way, tomorrow, Derek Bodner, speaking of the Sixers, Derek Bodner is going to be joining us tomorrow. So you want to be stay tuned for that as well. All right, don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, hour number three, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. Uh, excited to have our next guest on the show. Does a phenomenal job covering the Eagles for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at ZBerm. Uh, also uh, the author of the great book, Underdogs, on the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. The one and only Zach Berman. What's happening, Zach? How are you making out? Z-Burm. Hey, doing great. Good to see you guys. It's like old times again. I right know, man. We missed exactly. you. We needed our Zach fix, man. So we're we're getting it. We're getting I appreciate it today. That. Yeah. So, man, a lot to talk about because we haven't we haven't a chance to discuss the the entire off season with you yet, Zach. So a lot to, to cover. But I do want to start with um, the the Julian Lurie elevation, if you will, or, or more of a prominent role, or at least a defined role, if you will, with the organization. He is going to be, I guess, the uh, the business and football operations strategist. I think is the title that he's going to uh, be getting Zach. So what do you make of that? It, it, it would appear to be the forerunner to eventually taking over for his dad, but how heavy of an influence will he have now? And how soon do you think that transition takes place? Yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a good move for the organization. Um, and I, I say that because it was inevitable that he was going to take on a bigger role. My colleague, Bo Wolf on, on, on the athletic broke the story yesterday in terms of his, his uh, title and the responsibilities. And uh, basically this allows him to get exposed to it in a formal capacity to both the football side and the business side. Uh, and look, if, if you're an Eagles fan, which I imagine everyone watching this is, is if someone's going to own the team, you would rather them be in the building, be around the operations for X amount of years, rather than just come in one day and be in charge. Right. And so, this is what it allows him to do. It, it, it gives him a formal role and a front seat to all these decisions and uh, an understanding of the people in the building. So, Zach, what do you know about his football, his football background? Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we see down in Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones has been grooming his son Steven for years. You know, and now son Steven has a very prominent role in the football operation. You know, because I, to be honest with you, I don't know much about – you know, Lurie's son's football background. Yeah, so he's been obviously around his father um, and talking to his father mm-hmm. in conversations with his father ab- ab- about um, issues pressing to, to, to the team, to the ownership for years now, right? He, he's been involved in the coaching searches. I, I, I should say this. He's been present in the coaching searches. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. overstate involvement. But even if, if you go and you read uh, Doug Peterson's book, for instance, Doug Peterson talks about Julian being in mm. the room in their interview in Kansas City. And he was involved in, in the interview process, obviously, this past time with uh, Nick Sirianni. He's, he's present at every game. You see him there on the sidelines before the games. When you see the shots of uh, Jeffrey Lurie's box, you see Julian in there. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's around. I, I can't tell you specifically what he might have his hands on or – or uh, any type of, of leaning from a football perspective. But I, I, I know from talking to Jeffrey about this that he's, he's, he's been in these conversations with Jeffrey for years. Well, you know, in, in looking at it, how does this dynamic change as far as the relationship 
with Howie and his decision making as they go forward? You know, I mean, is he going to be on the business side or is he going to be more so? Uh, is he going to have any, you know, business in the player, you know, the player aspect of it? You know, where is he going to fit in at? Yeah, so he'll he'll be involved on on both sides of it. And and frankly, this isn't unusual for these situations for sons or daughters of um, owners who are who are kind of a ascending to that that um, chairman role or or chairperson role or CEO role. Um, he'll so from from my understanding of this situation, he'll be involved in the you know strategy component of it. Now, as as, as far as like any type of, of decision making authority that that falls upon Howie Roseman and Howie Roseman maintains that and um, there's there's uh, there's very little question inside the building about who's making final decisions. Um, but uh, Julian has an official role now as and and from what I understand that role will go to both sides, both the football side and the business side. Yeah, I think the the title, you know, is is probably pretty strategic, no pun intended, where, where you're, you know, mentioning both sides of this thing. Um, Zach, any truth in, in your estimation from being around the club or your reporting that that Jeff maybe took a bit of a step back and gave Howie some more room than maybe had been in years past leading up to maybe last offseason, this offseason? Or is that dynamic stayed the same in terms of Jeffrey's input into personnel? Yeah, it's a good question. I can't tell you specifically as far as – um, if if there's been a pronounced difference, obviously there uh, were there was a major regime shift, right? Um, I, you know, I I know the dynamic with Nick Sirianni as far as uh, weekly meetings were less formal than they've been in the past than they were with Doug Peterson. Um, as far as decision making, influence in the draft, it's it's I I don't have anything concrete. That I can share with you, uh, you know, I, I, I know full well that Howie Roseman's been the the final say here on all these moves in the past, you know, year and a half, two years, and and uh, and that uh, from from my understanding, though, um, you know, I I can't give you anything specific as, as far as Jeffrey being more detached. I, I mean, he's he's around, he's he's still around quite a bit. You see him at practice, you see him draft weekend, you see him at the games. That part hasn't changed. Hmm. I, well, I just think, you know, at this point, man, it, it, that's a huge dynamic, you know, as far as the hierarchy uh, upstairs, you know. But uh, give me, you know, give me your grade on how he does far for the draft and what he's done thus far this offseason. I give Howie a, a lot of credit for this offseason. I mean, if if you had told me on the morning that I was flying back from, from Tampa Bay, okay, that we'd be sitting here June 2nd and talking about an Eagles roster that had – Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Hassan Reddick, A.J. Brown, Kaiser White. I would have said, how many draft picks did they have to give up next year to do it, right? Right. And, and then you tell me, well, they have those players and they have an extra first rounder next year and an extra second rounder the year after that. Um, that would have surprised me. I, I would not have expected that. Now, I, I think Howie uh, – oh, and I should mention James Bradbury in there too. I think Howie's been opportunistic. I think he's, he's, uh, he's done a – a real good job, not just executing a plan, but adjusting on the fly. And and one thing I've heard Howie say, and 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 you've seen this 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 come to fruition, is it's harder to uh, to it's I, I should say this, it's easier to make up for decisions you don't make 
than decisions you do make. So they've kind of sat back sometimes in, instead of overcompensate. Now, it hasn't been perfect, right? Um, I think the Fletcher Cox situation, I'm not sure. I, I Once they made the decision to make him a post-June 1st uh, cut, to sign him for $14 million a few days later, not sure that's that's the route I, I, I might have gone. And I, I still think they they should have done more at safety. And they went after Marcus Williams. There was a price they wouldn't hit. But overall, this this roster is considerably better. Their cap picture is in, is in a good spot. And their future draft inventory is really good. And I give Howie credit for all of those. Zach, when we look at this team, as you just said, on paper, this team looks really good. You know, minus the safety position. But then again, you can't have you can't have pro bowlers at every position. You have to groom some of the young people. But should we proceed with caution? You know how you know how people in Philadelphia get. They get so over optimistic that if there's a letdown, it's like the sky is falling. What should we be cautious about with this team as we look ahead to the upcoming season? The the, the truth in or I, I I should say my opinion, not the truth, but right. my opinion is that you should be cautious about the fact that their quarterback's still unproven and that yeah. when you watch the teams that are playing on the last weekend of the year and the last two weekends of the year, they usually have top quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts, who uh, is off the charts with his intangibles, everything you want to see from a quarterback yeah. Monday to Saturday, he gives you that. But but Sunday, he was too often inconsistent last year. And I, I know he's young. I know he's developing. And I, I know last year was his first year as the full-time starter. But if, if you're looking for where you should pump the brakes, they needed to change the way they played offense last year because their quarterback wasn't consistent enough passing the ball. And in order for them to take the next step this year, it's going to require more consistency and more efficiency from Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Zach, what's your sense of his offseason? Uh, you know, we all know the work ethic and, and as you mentioned, the intangibles, what, you know, what he brings to the table Saturday through, you, you know, Saturday, whatever. Um What's he been doing to try to improve on some of those things that we discussed, you know, at, at nausea here that he needs to get better at? What's your sense of where he's at as we're, you know, embarking on camp pretty soon? Yeah, two big things I, I would point out. First off, to answer the question succinctly, he's he was working out in California with uh, quarterback instructors he's or, or, you know, private quarterback coaches. Um Working on on refining some things, he went over at the, at the end of the season. Um, I I will see in the next few weeks as as far as if there's a noticeable difference passing the ball. But from from talking to Jalen, a, a big difference this year is this is the first time since high school that he's had the same scheme and same play call or back to back years. Right, even going back to Alabama, that the offensive coordinator job was changing. He comes to the Eagles. Doug Peterson first year, Nick Sirianni second year. So this is the first time going back to when his father was his coach at Channel View High School that, uh, or, or in Channel View, Texas, that uh, that he's having the same system and same play caller two years in a row. Hmm. Interesting. I love it, man. I mean, he's done that, man. But he's brought in people that you know that that are going to help him out on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. How is the defense going to help him as far as, you know, having a complete game now? You know, can Gannon be the guy that they need to, to be a little bit more aggressive in his play calling to help the offense out? Yeah, this – the talent that Jonathan Gannon has is better. And the ability for Jonathan Gannon to, to run a defense that can be matchup dependent 
is better. And what I mean by that is Jonathan Gannon, you know, so so they play the Colts one week, the, the Packers the next week. They might have a different defense to play against the Colts than they do against the Packers. And Jonathan Gannon wants to have a system that can adjust to the opponent. And they have, in, in, in terms of their depth, in terms of their versatility, their flexibility, you just look at what they have on the defensive line. You look at what they have at linebacker. You look at what they have rushing the quarterback. Um, at, at corner, they are much better this year than they were a year ago there. Uh, so I I think that's, that's going to help them. As far as aggressiveness that's that's subjective it depends upon who you talk to how aggressive they should be my personal opinion you need to get to the quarterback everything changes when you sack the quarterback and uh, you know i i covered a coach al grow from the university of virginia who who i i remember him saying every quarterback looks the same when he's on the ground and uh and it's true <laughs> right so the eagles so were true. second they were second to last in in the nfl in sacks last year and i've spoken to a lot of smart people in that building who say the sack stack can be overrated where I would disagree is sacks are negative plays, right? You can affect the, you know, I, I keep getting told it's about affecting the quarterback more than sacking the quarterback, but you can affect the quarterback and he converts on third and 12, right? If you sack the quarterback, they're punting. So uh, I, I really think that, that they need to, they, they need to get to the quarterback and they have better personnel to do that this year. Hmm. Zach, let me ask you, um, there's been a lot of changes in the Eagles front office and we've seen significant people, Andy Weidel, you know, and, and, and others, you know, the last few years, but most recently six, seven, eight, depending on how you look at it, depending on how far down the, the food chain you want to go. It feels like a lot. Is this just the way it goes when you have an organization that's had some success some some guys that are you know respected around the league, et cetera, or is there more going on here than we're led to believe? So uh, I'll answer this a few ways. You know, if, 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 uh, if you're doing a good job hiring for those positions, okay, the, um, someone else is going to be interested in them, right? Mm. I mean, you know, I, I, I once told a boss early in, in my career, if I'm in this job five years from now, I'm probably not the right hire for you, right? <laughs> right? Because, like, you want, you want people who are ambitious. You want people who other people are going to be interested in. Um, and that's what you're seeing. You know, you're you're seeing people in director roles get hired for assistant general manager roles elsewhere. Um, that's 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 not problematic to me. Now, you have to do a good job replacing them. And uh, and, and and, you know, the brain drain, if you will, or or filling those spots. That's a, a real thing. The Andy Weidel situation, that's a little bit different because he he was. The, the number two guy, if you will, right? He, he, he had, he was responsible for the, for the scouting staff. He set the draft board and the job he went to is somewhat parallel to what he's doing now. He didn't get yeah. hired to be a GM. So that's a different conversation than Ian Cunningham or Brendan Brown or Catherine Rich. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, whether it's, it's the personal side of it. He's, he's returning home. Who, uh, who he's matched up with there, kind of being closer to the sun in terms of making those decisions. Uh, but overall, I, I would say that it's, it's not a good situation for the Eagles that you lose so many people in the same year. But this is what happens when you have people who are well-regarded around the league. And they're going to have the most change in their front office since 2016 when they brought Joe Douglas and Andy Weidel and Ian Cunningham in. And it's going to be incumbent upon Howie Roseman to hire the right people and to continue building that pipeline. So when people do go elsewhere, 
uh, you, you have someone stepping up. The one thing I will add to this is pay attention to the titles because the Eagles can't necessarily block a director from becoming an assistant GM somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Under Howie Roseman, they haven't had assistant GMs. If they give out the assistant GM titles now, if they give more than one, if they have, say, two assistant GMs, then that can kind of help you keep someone unless they're going somewhere else to be the GM. All right, right, Zach, outside of the quarterback himself, who's the next most important player on this roster? Good question there. Uh, I mean, if you just go in terms of the importance of the position, the importance of the player, I mean, I would probably say Jordan Mailata. Um, Although where I'm, I'm, I'm cautious is that the Delta, so there were the difference between Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard, if Dillard's still on the team, I think you can get by with Dillard at left tackle. Yeah, you um, definitely can. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if you look at, say, Hassan Reddick, okay, who who they're paying $15 million a year to, they get to the quarterback. All right, this is the, the upgrade from Jannard Avery last year to Hassan Reddick is going to be noticeable or should be noticeable for all Eagles fans. If Hassan Reddick's not on the field, they don't have the, that dynamic <clears throat> pass rusher. Um, to put this in perspective, there is nobody on the Eagles roster who has had as many sacks in a single season in, in, in their career as Hassan Reddick's had the past two years. Right. right. Um, so Hassan, so we were just talking about the importance of getting to the quarterback. I don't know if they have the depth in terms of edge rushers that has that Hassan Reddick gives you. So I, I would say Jordan Mailata in terms of you want that, that top left tackle and he is that top left tackle, but Hassan Reddick to me is the next most important player. Because if you're not getting to the quarterback, the defense is going to look too often like they did last year. Talk, me, Berm, you, 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 you're, you're absolutely right, man. I said the same thing yesterday. So, yeah, kudos to you for, for, for being right, okay? <laughs> oh, man. How did I know, how did I know Barrett was going to get that in there? No, no question for Zach. Just, hey, let me pat myself on the back because I like I like Zach's answer there. Yeah, you're in good company, Zach, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but or you're in you're in trouble. I don't know. One, one of the other. Um, let me ask you, though, just staying on that, because I know you you and Bo and, and you have kicked this around at The Athletic. What are the position battles? What are the areas that are open <clears throat> on this team? In fact, are there more than one or two? I, w- I would say right guard. I think yep. it's going to be Isaac Sayamalu, but don't sleep on Jack Driscoll. They like Jack Driscoll. I think he started, what, eight games last year? Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I don't have it in front of me. Eight games at right guard, and he looked good there. Um, and both those guys are versatile. Um, I, I think they'll give Isaac the chance to win the job, but don't sleep on Jack Driscoll there. Linebacker, uh, N'Kobe Dean is a really good player, and he's going to force their hand, <clears throat> right? They they like what TJ Edwards gave them last year. Kaiser White is a good player who is an upgrade, a weak side linebacker for them. Um, but N'Kobe Dean, uh, as long as he stays healthy, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Uh, and then I don't know if safety is a competition right now, but safety is a weak spot where you have to pay attention. If they could seek an external upgrade or even the depth there is important because if Anthony Harris goes down or if Marcus Epps doesn't perform the way they need him to perform, they don't have the, the quality depth there that I, that I, I think they need at this point. Let me ask you about the interior defensive line. I mean, that you, you mentioned Fletcher. They bring him back at, at 14, which I was puzzling to a lot of people. Uh, they still have Hargrave. Milton Williams had a really nice year. We hardly ever talk about him. And then you add Jordan Davis. Are they going to be able to get these guys enough touches? And, and how is Davis going to be utilized? Yeah, so that's where, you know, you, 
you say, are, are they a 4-3 defense, a 3-4 defense? Well, they're both, right? They're going to be – they're going to have more odd fronts. They're going to have 3-4 fronts. They're going to have 5-2 fronts, right? And if if if, if you're in those those three-man fronts um, or those odd-man fronts, I, I should say, you can have three defense tackles on the field. Fletcher Cox, when you think about, you know, years, years what, two to, uh, two to four in his career, he was a, a defensive end in a 3-4. Right. Um, you know, Javon Hargrave can move around there. Milton Williams can, can move around there. As far as Jordan Davis, he can be an ideal nose tackle for you. But he has the athleticism, as, as, as we've all seen, to play different techniques on, on that defense. So I think they're, they're, they're going to find spots for both of them. If we're talking about, you know, the the Jim Schwartz four three defense that they had, the attacking defense where, you know, you know, uh, you're, you're really only having two defensive tackles on the field. And oftentimes you're bouncing a defensive end inside. I would say this is more problematic, but with this defensive scheme, I think they're going to, I think having that depth in the interior, all four of those guys are going to play quite a bit. Hmm. That's going to be fascinating okay. to see. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I, I just, I love the potential of just changing this thing up every week. And, and this is also Zach where, Look, I don't think the fans were in love with Jonathan Gannon. I think in his defense, he didn't have a ton to work with. But obviously, there's a respect in the league with the amount of, you know, just just talk and interview opportunities for him. We're really going to find out about him now. Well, I'll I'll just say this about Gannon, and and uh, look, I'm 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 not trying to be his his PR guy here, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the results will, will speak for themselves. But I I I covered a lot of football in, in this city where the the big complaint was all the deep balls that they're allowing, right? How, how can you allow those big plays? We kept hearing during the Bill Davis time, the X plays. You know, how many times did we talk about uh, Sidney Jones or Jalen Mills letting the, the big play down the field? Jonathan Gannon's defense is, is built around limiting the explosive plays. And if you look at the stats last year, that, that, that came to fruition. They, they were one of the best teams in the NFL in preventing a, a explosive plays. Now, the flip side to that is they will give you <laughs> six yards, eight yards, ten yards, right? Yeah. They would much rather you, you – know, a, a Jonathan Gannon would, would take his chances with a team going 12, 14 plays to score because he's thinking one of those plays, maybe you get a deflection, there's a takeaway, there's a penalty there that pushes someone back. There's more variables that can happen over a 12, 14 play drive than a three play 75 yard drive, right? So um, just kind of giving you philosophically, that's what it is. I keep hearing fans talk about aggressiveness, aggressiveness, aggressiveness. His, it, it, the way he played last year, and it, it, it's something you see Brendan Staley do, for instance, is, is trying to force opponents to, to, to go 12, 14 play drives if, they, if they're going to score. Make it earn them that way as opposed to the big play. Well, I'm, 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 I'm a Philly fan, bro. I'm, I'm microwave. I want to nuke everything, man. So I want I want the total package, man. So, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, man. But, you know, he, I do believe he's going to be a lot more aggressive in his play calling simply because he has athletes that he wants it, and put them in positions that he wants them to be in. But let me get back to the offensive side of the ball and, and – and, Give me your perfect run the pass race. There's no way on God's green earth that the NFL is going to allow the Eagles to run the ball like they did last year. I mean, that's that's you know they're going to stop that. And they you know they for eight games, you know something new. Defensive coordinators didn't look over it. They they couldn't stop it. So let's believe they went in and did their homework. They're going to try to stop it now. But in order for them to be successful, I know that they need to go out there and 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 pass the ball more than they did. To me, my perfect run pass ratio to win a Super Bowl 
is probably no, you know, no lie, probably 60 40, 60 being the pass, 40 being the run. Is that realistic? Because realistically, it's probably way less than that. It's probably like 75 uh, 25, you know, probably the best ratio, you know, as far as run the pass in the NFL with success. What would be your perfect ratio for Jalen Hurts led offense? Yeah, I mean, so it, there's there's two ways of, of answering this question. You can look at it, you can pick your head up at the end of the year and say, what's your ratio? And yeah, you you probably want to be around 60, 40, maybe there. But I, I, I the second way to answer it, and, and this is what I truly believe, is I don't get caught up in the overall ratio because it depends what you need on a, on a, on a given week, right? The 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 way you're going to to play a, against the team that that's down you know, four corners, right? You think about the Tampa Bay game last year. They were criticized for, for not running the ball in that game, right? Well, well, look at, at, at the Bucs secondary in that game. The, the, the way to try to exploit Tampa Bay, the way to try to and, – and look at Todd Bowles' defense in, in terms of their, their run-stopping defense. Um, the, the way to try to win that game was to pass the ball. They just didn't have a good – their problem wasn't the play calling. Their problem was the quarterback wasn't completing enough passes. Um, so I, I I think the key is going to be Jalen Hurts improving as a passer. They have the weapons. They have the offensive line. But there are going to be weeks when they're they're going to need to run the ball well because the type – because the opponent you're playing is allowing you to run it or is weaker against the run. So it's – it's I'm, I'm not trying to avoid the question. What I'm saying is, is that what it takes to win week eight is different than what it takes to win week 12. Zach, this was one of the worst quarterback sack defenses in the NFL last year. When you look at the personnel they've added this year, would it be inexcusable if this defense doesn't finish at least in the top 15 in QB sacks? Uh, in my opinion, I in my opinion, yes, right? And yeah. I go back to that previous answer that I, I gave because the, the reason I hesitated is they will they will tell you or they told me, don't fixate on the sack number, right? Focus on right. how you're affecting the quarterback. But I, I think the sack number matters. And they didn't pay Hassan Reddick $15 million a year just to pressure the quarterback. They paid him that to sack the quarterback, right? Um, you know, if, 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 if you look at them bringing back Derek Barnett, if you look at Brandon Graham coming back from injury, they, they kept Fletcher Cox. They have Javon Hargrave. They have Jordan Davis. Josh Sweat had seven and a half sacks last year. He's yep. capable of being a double-digit sack guy. They, <clears throat> they have – the ability there to get to the quarterback and, and, and bring him down. So they should be in the top half of the league. And if they're not in the top half of the league, I think that's problematic. Mm. All right, Zach, last one from me, non-football, non-family, favorite activity for you. Non-football, non-family. Um, honestly, I, it's football and family for me, right? So uh, no, if it's, if it's, if it's non-football, non-family, it's, it's, uh, I'll be watching the NBA finals tonight. You you know, I, I watched I watched the Phillies last night. Um, so it's there's there's always a game on. Uh, all right, well, you opened yourself up. Yeah. What's going on with the Phillies, man? We, <laughs> we need we we need some uh, answers here. I mean, their their defense is struggling, but it's that's that jumps out. Obviously, we can talk about the bullpen. Uh, but I think too, I think that over the course of the season, I think these bats are are are, are going to wake up. That if if they can field the ball, I think they'll be fine there. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's the. That's that's problematic when you see the way they're playing defense. Amen. When Zach told me years ago that if he could, he would sleep at the Novacare complex <laughs> every day, I said, "This is a man that needs evaluation. He's sick. You're <laughs> I'm a sick you. individual." I'm with you, Zach. I got your back, man. 
Yeah, yeah. My my wife would probably tell you the same thing, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Zach, great stuff, man. We we Thank love you, your Zach, work at the man. Athletic, yes. and of course, appreciate uh, you, bro. Follow you on Twitter as well at Z Berm, and uh, of course, you got the book over your shoulder right there, man. Under a killer, killer book, <laughs> phenomenal. But we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Man. I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on. All right, yep. guys. Uh, appreciate it, Zach. Yeah, hey, Rob. good dude. Yeah. You know, considering our time reframe here, we're not going to get to our top five quarterbacks in this show. Oh, maybe we hold that. You want to hold scary. it? Yeah, but you just, you guys were scared. You don't want to see my list. That's what it was. You're probably, afraid of, you're probably afraid of my list. That's what uh, it was. Okay. All right. So here's what we'll do. In fact, we'll, come out, of tomorrow. The, we'll yeah. come out of the shoot with it tomorrow, right at 12 o'clock. How about oh, that? We won't go. even mess around. Go. That's going to be the first thing that we there do tomorrow. Go. Top five QBs. In the AFC, all right. We'll try that, but it's not going to happen. All right, we'll so see. Some stupid will happen in my life that I got to tell you guys. Same about, here. You know Same here. <laughs> yeah. Bar- we'll barring, barring real life interrupting, right? We'll, 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 we will get, but we will get to it one way or the other. Promise. That's that's our bad for for not getting that today. But we we will do it tomorrow. We promise. All right. We're gonna come back. Hold on to your hats, man. We, we got the the man of a thousand voices, impersonations, and he is <laughs> he's a killer, man. Joe Conklin. The man, the myth, the legend coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. Go to the right, go to the left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it.
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Oh, yeah. Final segment of the show. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Barrett's calling his agent right now. He's saying, you know what? I've had enough of these two guys. I got to get off this show. But we are Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and we just wrap things up with Zach Berman. A little bit earlier in the program, we talked to G. Cobb. Looking forward to having our next guest, man. He is the uh, comedian <laughs> impersonator there extraordinaire. He is. There he is. And he's, you don't usually see him with the specs on. I'm, I'm right. liking this look. The studious <laughs> Joe Conklin. Your readers are really hot, man. You are an attractive guy, Joe. Wow. I, I was going to bark hands, baby blues, but uh, – <laughs> oh my god All right. are we handheld here what's going on man this is like guerrilla film work we're, we're yeah, going all dude, over the place here it's uh you know it's back in the zoom days i had the whole thing set up on my ipad and now i can't get the email you're looking it looks at good up. yeah look at the pop up right here pop up, is- no it looks good yeah we like it man <laughs> it, it looks good uh but joe first of all you know what a big fan i am joe and i go way back and you of course you, you go to joecockle.com if you want to check out you know, uh, upcoming dates, all kinds of stuff. And Joe, I know you have a big gig coming up. Xander, if you could, if you could put that up right now. There you go. Joe Conklin in the City Rhythm Orchestra musical tribute to Philly sports. That's Saturday, June 25th. Got two shows, five and eight o'clock, Gateway Playhouse, Summer Point, New Je- Summers Point, New Jersey. Go to joeconklin.com. So, Joe, I got to ask you about the transition from just Joe Conklin stand up to the Joe Conklin City Rhythm Orchestra. What what was the uh, what was the move? And tell people who maybe haven't seen the show what it's all about. Well, I've always been wanted, uh, been wanting to do some singing and some just to add music. It's basically my act. Put the music. Philly Sports put the music. Put all the impressions in there. All the ripping. All the parodies. Put the music. And what's you know the most fun about it is. I'm using my daughter to sing. You know, Casey, you've heard her on the radio. Phenomenal. My brother John singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we even get my brother Jim in. And my sister Joan comes out of the stands. It's like Jeez. the Von Trapps of Alany, you know. Uh, <laughs> with that. No cousins or nephews you can work into the show here, Joe? My niece, my niece Jackie Conklin is making oh a cameo. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, it's like the... Cardinal Doherty Discipline Office gets revenge. I'm, I'm getting revenge on all those people that had like me in it. for years and years. But uh, yeah, it's basically my, my act. Put the music, and it's my act is is what you guys do all day, bitching and moaning about Philly sports. There you go. <laughs> hey, 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 Joe. Let me. I got to ask you this, man. I've always wanted to ask you this, and I'm sure you've you've answered this question a hundred thousand times. The, the variety of voices that you do is just incredible in itself. But what what made you start doing it? Number one, and at what point did you did you realize, hey, I can make a career out of this? Uh, when I was a little kid, it, it was always I'm, I'm one of seven kids, and 
you know, you had to fight for stage time at the dinner table. You had to fight for some, you know, to get extra food. You had to fight for everything. So everything was constantly a competition for the attention of my parents or my older brothers and sisters. And I just, you know, in my family, that both my parents sing and they both yeah. are mimics. So it's kind of in the genes. And I've been a mimic since I was about five or six years old. My brother used to drag me down to his neighbor's house and, and put me up on the TV and, you know, have me imitate my uncles and my neighbors. And I started imitating my teachers at school. But, you know, of course, we listen to Howard Cosell. Everybody did Howard Cosell in 1972. Right there. And, uh, and then I went to Harry Callis and we're sports nuts and we're sports crazy. So all the voices Harry and Merrill are, are, you know, emblazoned in the in in our heads. So that's what came out. Yeah. So it's been it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, wow. you got a lot of trouble growing up, man. A lot of trouble <laughs> growing up, man. <laughs> were you were you constantly in the principal's office, Joe? Was it one of those deals? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did your parents that's... just accept that this is who you are, and were they always on you about school? I thought I thought that's how it worked, you know. I, I'm, I wasn't the I wasn't getting great grades. That's how I got my my worth. You know how it is growing up in on the corner, Rob, up yeah. uh, on the pike. There, you got. I was, you know, I had some speed, but I I didn't have any hands, and I was small. So, uh, you know, I, I I turned out I was the best on the sideline making jokes, you know, being funny, <laughs> or behind the mic. So everybody finds their place somewhere and mine was basically making everybody laugh all the time so yeah i was in the uh uh the the principal's office a lot disciplinary's office uh parents had to come up this and that yeah sure yeah that, that hey, always goes hey, over well hey, hey yeah. joe joe one of my favorite voices that you do is andy reed and you know and, and andy andy didn't like you too much at times nor did the eagles organization share that with us if you will all right. Uh, <clears throat> thanks a lot, Derek. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, see, you got your lunch in front of you. Uh, the camera can't see, but I can smell it from here. Are you going to finish that? <clears throat> uh, yeah, they, um, and, 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 and you know how much of a control freak Andy Reid was, you know. I mean, he wants to control everything. So uh, yeah. uh, we were, the, the entire station of WIP was frustrating uh, for him ownership they couldn't quite control us but uh i don't know it was a battle we used to they used to flag me from the uh the banquets as much as they could uh, we're not gonna if conklin's there we're not gonna bring our players oh. uh you know, this type of thing but i don't know i guess it's a good little um, um what do you call that checks and balances that's why yeah. sports you know you guys are there i'm there oh, wip's there you know just to smack them around when the we always said we're guardian of the fans, right? And try to keep them in order. I'm just another tool that happens to be comedic, you know? Well, well Joe, but I remember the first time that I met you, uh, we were on Breakfast on Broad, and and okay. you were talking about uh, you were talking about Charles Barkley, and you did the Charles Barkley impression. But I mean, you were just you know you're you're just on the um, on on TV right now, but. You did Charles Barkley and you walked like him too, man. I was I was done. I was done with the whole thing. But give me a little Barkley, man. I love when you do Barkley. It's fashionable now to do Chuck. I'm on the Subway commercial, this, that, and the third. But let me tell you something. I don't know what 
What's more embarrassing as a Sixer fan, as a Philadelphian, last year or this year? <laughs> last year, this year, Embiid, Harden, it, it's it's just it's bad. Uh, Embiid got to stop talking about the MVP. The way he played, he don't deserve a BLT. They played play gutless. The guy drunk in the first row, the fell asleep in the first row, showed more energy than this team did. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, man. There's uh. dogs again. But I think I heard, I feel bad for Ben Simmons. I saw him last year at a Wildwoods boardwalk. He was trying to win his girlfriend a stuffed animal, but he couldn't shoot a foul shot. That's bad, man. <laughs> Love it, man. Yo, what, what was the one? You do so many, and you nailed. Oh, what, what was the one that was was a, t- was a struggle? Like, you had to really work. So I know some come to you like that. What was the one that was just mad? I, I got to keep grinding away at this one. I could never get John Madden until Caliendo got him. And that's kind of the key. The best way to, if you can't get somebody, is to try to see what somebody else is doing with them. You know, it's kind of like breaking the code. Um, some people I just can't get. But I, uh, it wasn't until Caliendo did Madden, <laughs> started talking, to, and, then, and then he was in the Hall of Fame, and, 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 and then he started talking about the Ray Nitschke luncheon. And, and, and Ray Nitschke luncheon was just a special place. You, you got the bus to Nitschke, and you got cold cuts. I mean, you got turkey, and you got condiments. It's a highlight of the Oh, week. man. Sometimes they come and sometimes they, they don't. I, I have no I, I tried to listen to Madden from the other side of the room uh, through uh, like some sort of a telephone filter. I just couldn't get them down forever. And so, sometimes it clicks and, you know, and it's like, wow, that that's it. So what, what was the opposite? What was one in two seconds? You, you knew you had that one dead to rights. Some people are just right away, right? <laughs> from the moment he came down the escalator. <laughs> started his his <laughs> flooding. <laughs> I'm trying to walk the line here. You can we you can curse here. It's all right. Oh, is that right? Yes. Wow. No, yes. I, I generally I generally don't curse only in my personal life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Trump Trump was an easy one. That was an easy one. Yeah, that came right away. Came I like right it. You know, I played for uh, Ray Bob. I was Ray Bob's first uh, Ray Rhodes. First- yeah, yeah, his, his first class, man. Give, give me a Ray Bob, man, because I mean, I, I, I had them all, man. I had the, you know, shears and everything else. I. Had... <laughs> well, again, like I said, again, it's like about Bear Brooks. I, look, I, I said this much: a young man right here is going to be a football player, and, uh, and, and uh, see, I love Ray because he he grabbed me one time. Of course, we all know about the uh, the press conferences where he's cursing on the radio and right. telling, talking about sodomy. Yeah. You gotta treat them like break into your house and rob your refrigerator and and and, 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 and sodomize your wife and kids. I mean, are you kidding me? Bro, we're we're going to banquets, right? It's Maxwell Club, the sports writers. It was a couple over at the Adams Mark. So I get Ray just about every time. I get him about five banquets in a row, and he grabs me right before we sit down at the head table, and he goes, hey, man, do me a favor, man. 
lay off that side of me shit. My boss is here today. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, now, Joe, can you imagine him saying, like, the, the, the day before me, we're, we're about to go play these, these Detroit Lions, and he says this, and you have guys like, uh, you know, Randall Cunningham, who's the constant, you know, Christian and everything. He's like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go get him. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go get him. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he would say, I, I, I would say this one line up from Ray Rhodes. It was, uh, man, that loss hurt me, man. Hurt, hurt me deep down inside of me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Hey, Joe, hey Joe you got to give us some Allen Iverson, man. You have got to do some Allen Iverson. I love to. I love, I love to talk to all y'all. It's like, I don't understand the Sixers, man. If they wanted, right? If they wanted a, a a guard on their team, a guard that's fat, slow, and old, I'd have done that. Y'all should have called me. And they give James Harden forty-seven million dollars. I'd have done that for for a gift card at Hollahans. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard. I love Ben Simmons. I would love to play with Ben Simmons. We'd be the perfect compliment. Oh no, uh -oh. we can't stop. Oh, we, we, we lose him? No. no. All right, Xander, let's get him straightened out real quick, man. We 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 are not done with Joe. We'll get Joe's phone oh, straight now. Oh my god. Bro, I can't take it, man. I mean, uh, come on, man. Come on, oh, man. God, I haven't heard Ray Rhodes. It's awesome. I haven't heard Ray Rhodes. It's all we got him back. All right, we're back. I, we were at Hollahans. That's where we were. We're at Hollahans. And that I talk about Ben Simmons real quick. Yes. Ben Simmons. I love that guy. Yeah, go ahead. I would love to play with Ben Simmons. We'd be the perfect compliment because he don't shoot the ball and I don't pass the ball. <laughs> All right. That's perfect right there. What, what, and I also, I love your characters, like the characters you've developed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Chip oh. Snapper and Flinny. His his best friend is be, his best pal is Chip Snapper. He owns a bar in Kensington, right, Joe? Yes. Um, it's funny. I just heard uh, "Walk Like an Egyptian" from the Bangles, I think. Uh, yes. And we had a song when I, I was at first in radio in the in '86 on WCAU FM. Hot hits. We did hot hits. Motormouth. Right? Yeah. We were playing yes. that song. My sister Joni sang. Talk like a Philadelphian. It was like all the lows down in Kent. Talk yeah. like a Philadelphian. And that voice, not yet the character, but that voice came out. Hey, yeah, everybody, yeah. I'm originally from Kensington, and we have relatives all over Juniata. Hello. So somehow there was an incident in Kensington, and Angelo said, we need a character from Kensington. And... It's, I knew I had the voice, and we just had to call him something. And it was like a gift from heaven. It just came to me. Chip Snapper. I have no idea what it means. I swear to God. I don't know what it means. So, of course, Chip Snapper, we're open with a limited menu. Uh, we're selling grilled cheese and pork sandwiches for a dollar. If you want your pork pulled, that's an extra 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that is exactly, man. I, oh, my goodness. 
I just rode through Kissing the other day. I went to go get some um, blood worms up there because it's only you know you can't find blood worms anywhere. And I, I go hope you were driving fast. <laughs> I kept the. I did. I told my son, "Hey, just keep going around the corner. Just drop me off here. Ride around the corner and come pick me up, okay? Go down and get the blood worms." And I saw this lady and. and, and Sounded just like you. It was a lady that sounded just like the way you sound right now. Oh, Didn't have but three teeth, and 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 asking for a dollar. I'm like, you have a spare dollar. I'm like, oh, who has God. spare dollars? Yep. I mean, there's no such thing as spare change. You oh, know, there's change that I have. Hey, hi. <laughs> How you doing? You working? Uh, Want a date? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So I need a little Maryland Mike. You do a phenomenal, oh, phenomenal Maryland Mike. Here we go. You know, guys, I always admired all of you, and, and of course, we worked together on the uh, on Comcast Sportsnet and Daily News Live for a very long time. But to see you on the screen here, uh, online on on YouTube, it's just a refreshing experience. And now that I've let my hair go gray, much like Rob, uh, it's just a, it's, it's a renewal. It's a renewal. And Howie Roseman has just such a great job. Finally has addressed the defense. Rob and I have talked about this so many nights for a long time. They've neglected the defense. Mike Quick is with me. What's up, Merle? I got you covered there, brother. We've always said that the defensive backfield has worse coverage than Obamacare, but, but then, and, and finally they've addressed the corners. Uh, and Mike Quick has always said, "Merle, there are corners in Kensington that are worse than the Eagles' corners." <laughs> Dude, that's awesome! That's awesome! Oh. Uh, all right, I need I need Facenda. I need some autumn wind. I, I need a little old school John Facenda NFL films. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea. That's it. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, <laughs> boisterously. So you all do the bit about Sasenda. You know, they had the big lawsuit with Campbell Soups. Right. And the estate is very sensitive. And I've, I've since uh, befriended the estate because they got mad at me doing stuff live in, at a show. But they, um, I actually did him for a, uh, I did the voice for a Ford commercial about five or six years ago. And, uh, you know, you just got to get permission. That's all. You got to get permission. If I had access to, I'd be doing every, every, uh, you know, commercial available. I'd be doing jingles. <laughs> My baloney has a first name. It's OSCR. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Who who for a Klondike bar? <laughs> uh, great! Oh my God, it's so good! It's so good, man! It's so good. You did a great Brett Brown when Brett Brown was oh here with that goodness. thick uh, uh, Boston accent. In honesty, you know it's their spirit. It's the spirit of Brown. And he, there, there's probably people to do Brett Brown. Brett. All I keep hearing is the Jerky Boys, Sal, Sal Rosenberg. Yeah, and. You know the big fella, Joel Embiid. You know uh, his he's got the the, uh, the orbital fracture. But so I said, him bring his glasses and his shoes, so he has them. 
<laughs> oh my god! Right. This one's a little bit offbeat, but your your Larry Anderson is phenomenal. The, just the whole pitch to it, the tone of it is just the monotone is perfect. Oh my goodness! It kind of starts with an attitude of disgust and anger uh, at a very low decibel, and it takes a while for Larry to get excited. But you know, once he goes, you know, talk about this defense out there. If the Phillies have a worse defense than a court-appointed court lawyer at this point. <laughs> and they got a two-bell in center field. They had, they, had a, they, had a better, they had a better defense when Billy Joel was playing in center field last time. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. is so great because he's, you know, he doesn't kowtow and become an idiot. He, he you know, oh, I mean, somebody else, right? He is so... So, so into the game and so real. Do you remember a couple of years ago when he yelled for an appeal at third base? The um, Fransky's doing the play-by-play. And, uh, the guy, he, he thought the guy left early, right? So right. it's a tag play. All you hear, he's not even in the game. All you hear is he's just yelling. He puts his head out the window. Appeal it! Appeal it! <laughs> he, he's left his job. He's yelling down on the field. And of course, you know, uh, the, the attendance is getting bad now too. They they might not even have a quorum. For, uh, <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, Joe, you're right. The best thing about LA is he he sort of got one foot out the door, so he really doesn't care at this point. Like he's going to do say well, whatever he wants. He yeah. never has. He never yeah. has. Now I think some of that is. Um, I don't know what's going on. Has he got one game a month now? He's kind of yeah, like he does like thirty games a year. Of the hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, just weekends or something. I think yeah. uh, I, I don't know. He started to tell me, but you know, he tried. You know, he wanted to cut back, and then they got on him, and then then they, I think they took more games away from him or something like that. I don't even know who's doing the color half the time. I know, yeah. like who was last weekend? Did, did, uh, it was it was Eric Kratz, the former catcher. Yeah, on well, the radio we're talking about. For they're all pretty know. good, to be honest yeah. with. You. They're yeah. all pretty good, but I have no idea. And they don't tell you. They yeah. don't say Fransky never. They make it some sort of a mystery guessing game. They never say Scott Fransky along with you know Crash right. or whomever. Right, uh, like, Joe. Uh, the other day I thought it was, yeah, I, I I couldn't figure out who the color analyst was. I'm like, who is this? Is it Jimmy yeah. Rollins? It can't be Jimmy Rollins. Who is this guy? I couldn't yeah. figure it out for nothing. Yeah. Um, so who's the guy who they had so far? It, seriously, they've had they got Stocker in there a lot. They got another guy that was really good, I thought. They have Stocker, Kratz, oh, Chad, uh, Chad Durbin, and Michael Bourne. Bourne, yeah, Michael Bourne, Bourne wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, he's got that country accent. Yep. He's yep. deep in the South. He's used yep. somewhere. He's like, like, uh, and, and, and I, 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 that sounded like a baseball guy, you know? I yes. kind of like that, you know? Yep, yep. No doubt, no doubt. All right, I got to get one more in. Give me a little speak of the Phillies, Dan Baker. Give me a little Dan Baker before we uh, before we wrap things up. Well, you know, Rob, he's a very nice man. And, of course, Derek and, and Barrett. <laughs> but uh, uh, people don't know that uh, he needed to be censored at one point in the Phillies. <laughs> 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 we used to do, we, that yeah. took it over the top. Yeah, we used to do this bit of, of, <laughs> vulgar, vulgar Dan Baker, right? Oh, now man. batting 
for the Phillies, cocksucker Jimmy Rollins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. Wow. Oh, my God. That was awesome. I haven't done that bit in about 10 years. I think I'm putting it back in for the moment. <laughs> I, I think you're missing out. Yeah. I think the audience is missing out on that. Oh, oh my God. God. All right. So let's show people one more time where Joe's Joe's next gig. And, and this is awesome. Because oh, my he's, goodness. He's taking it to a different level here. Xander, if you got the uh, you got the plug for Joe's next gig, it is the, uh, the Joe Conklin and the City, City Rhythm Orchestra. Of course, Casey Conklin, his brother as well. Musical tribute to Philadelphia Sports Saturday, June 25th. Two shows, 5 and 8 o'clock, Gateway Playhouse, Summers Point, New Jersey. Go to JoeConklin.com. Joe, you are the man. That was phenomenal, dude, man. Dude, we, that was off the charts, man. We, we my, truly my, appreciate it. My pleasure, and uh, best of luck. It, it sounded good. I just watched an episode uh, yesterday. You guys are gelling. Sounds great. Thank you, Thank Thanks, you bro. Joe, all the best, man. man. Take care. You oh. also catch Joe's work on uh, WIP as well. Does a great job with Angelo and the morning team. Whoa. Okay. Dude. Yes. That, that, that was last, awesome. That last one is like the rapper. You drop the mic and walk off stage. Right, That's right. it. Thank you. You're Good done. night. Yes. My jaws are hurting right now from laughing. So my much, stomach man. literally hurts. He is the best, man. <laughs> Joe's the best. Oh, all my right. goodness. That'll do it for us, man. All right, so tomorrow we'll do our top five AFC quarterbacks. We have uh, Derek Bodner is going to join us as well. And coming up, you have Dan Cilio. Dan at 3.30 has Doc Rivers, Sixers head coach Doc Rivers. So we'll play some of that tomorrow as well. Fun show, guys. As always, want to thank Xander Krause, our producer. Get Great job. It. Yeah, great job, Barrett. Great job, Derek. Uh, and we will see you guys tomorrow at noon Eastern. We appreciate everybody. Smash the Man. like button. Tell a friend. Thanks, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.